I'm Mike Bridenstine, and I have listened to None Taken. OnlyFans isn't just porn, really? Okay. I wanted to put our podcast there. I told you that. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to be on Patreon. I said OnlyFans, and you laughed at me, just like you did right there. I saw a um, a YouTube documentary about the porn industry. Oh, did you, that, Alan? I watched a few I documentaries did. on the porn industry, too. Well, you know, I like to be a man of culture. Um, uh-huh. And so I like to be informed about these things. Uh-huh. And uh, basically what the uh, the documentarian asserted was that OnlyFans was the talent in pornography sort of taking the power back. Yeah, uh, right. Because they'd been kind of sort of screwed over by the, the so industry. To speak. <laughs> so <laughs> should we hit record? Yeah, one, two, three. All right, you ready? I am ready. Are you recording? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, you want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. No offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. Welcome to None Taken, the internet's only Bait current events show with your hosts Dustin and Alan. Shout out to Reverend Peyton's big damn band for the use of their song Ways and Means for our intro music. Thank you for joining us. At the time of this recording, it's Tuesday, Fe- May 18th, 2021. <laughs> I'll get the date right one of these days. It's a great day for America. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, and Alan, Alan's back in San Francisco, California. We are here recapping another week of current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal life. Please subscribe right now wherever you're listening to this and share this episode with your podcasting pen pals. Please leave us a five-star review and be sure to tell all your friends about us. You can find None Taken on Instagram, Twitter, and of course, our Facebook None Taken Superfans group. Alan, what is up? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Um, you know, my last week was was relatively uneventful. I did go out on on Saturday, kind of had a little late birthday sort of uh, fun. I went to Armistice Brewing. By the way, thanks for the gift card. Dude. Oh, that was you know what? Cool of you. You're very welcome. That was <laughs> I must give credit where it's due. Uh, Natasha overheard us talking at the at the beginning of the show, and she's like, "Did he say it's his birthday tomorrow too?" And I was like, "Yeah." She's all. Well, you should give him a gift card or something. Didn't he mention a brewery he liked? And I was like, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that was really her doing. Thank you, Natasha. Yeah. That was sweet of you. And and happy birthday to Natasha as well. I didn't know we were birthday buddies yeah. until last week. Yeah, so. it was uh, a fun day was had by all. We will get into it together here. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I went out to Armistice on Saturday. Dude, it was cold up here in yeah. the Bay Area. It was like in the 50s. Nice. Um, I was had they had they I was glad they had the, uh, the inside Theaters? open. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, but right. but they still had like the doors open for airflow, mm-hmm. and uh, I was wearing like my fleece jacket inside, and I was still a little chilly. But uh, they had some great beers on tap, a nice uh, hazy. Oh, they had one called uh, Best Car, I think. It's named after the uh, the metal that the 
like Boba Fett, the Mandalorian. Oh, okay. Out of. Okay. I don't they, know they the, do a, that I get the reference. Yeah, they do a they do a thing every every year for Star Wars Day, May the Fourth, where they have like a costume. And also with you. Yeah, <laughs> they have like a costume contest and stuff. So I guess that beer was made for that. Mm. But it was like a chocolate um, lab. <laughs> no, no, cacao nib like stout. It was so good, dude. Nice. Uh, yeah, those kind of beers. I can only drink like you know a five ounce generally. Right. More, more yeah. Yeah. It's nice when they give tasty. you a nice little chalice of it. You're like, yeah. yeah. Is that yeah, the right I, word, I, chalice? Chalice is right. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I had a flight, and then I had a couple other beers. They had another one called Red Season, which was a saison, a uh, blood orange saison with hibiscus in it. Ooh. Which was that was really good too. It was a little sweet for my taste, but it was a good beer. Yeah. So Again, I probably that. wasn't a huge. Uh, it wasn't a huge pour, was it? No, no. Yeah. I, it's like a five. I got a five ounce of that yeah. too. Um, but yeah, I got a Strata Salad is their their hazy IPA they have on tap right now. I got some of that. I'll oh, that's what you're drinking there. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, on the show. Nice. So good stuff. Cool. Um, I got my second shot today. Uh huh. In the butt. So I am. Yeah. So I am now fully vaccinated. I compl- I thought for some reason I thought my appointment was tomorrow, and I was thinking that the whole week. And I'd actually set an alarm in my phone uh, for the day and time, like you know, ten minutes before to, oh, re- to remind me. And uh, I was in a meeting, and I felt my phone vibrate in my pocket. And I was like, "Ah, it's a text message. I'll get it later." I was talking at the time, so I didn't pay attention. And then, like twenty minutes later, I look at my phone, I'm like, "Oh fuck!" It was like ten minutes ago. I was supposed to be there to get fuck. my my vaccine. Uh, so I'm like, "Ah, screw it. I'm just gonna go down there and see." And so I went in, and no problem. There were way less people than they were the yeah. first time I, I was oh, there. Oh, right, yeah. Um, I got dude, mine done at a community center. It was like so me. Oh, well, so this community, it was me and homeless uh-huh. people. And the, oh, really? so like half of them were homeless and the other half is imaginary because it was <laughs> only homeless people in there. <laughs> wow, wow. And me. Yeah, so I got, I got my, the homeless and shot. You, nice. Well, that's the one shot, right? Yeah, one and done, man. Yeah. Right. They're actually saying they're using that one for homeless, like, homeless communities. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you, that's where I got my shot. Cause I searched, well, where know. can I get the Johnson and Johnson shot? Which is probably what homeless people search. Right. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, go on. I'm sorry. Well, your life. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. So they do that because they, they don't want to have to track them down yeah, for the second I get shot. It. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Yeah. But yeah, it was no Not problem. I was, in and, I was in I, and out. I am one of the people. I got my shot done with them and you talk about them as them. Who are you calling them? <laughs> Uh, man, did I say them? I don't know. I'm oh, well. just, who, anyways, nobody cares. Uh, I actually felt it this time a little bit when they oh, yeah? jabbed me. I didn't feel it the first one at all. Everybody's telling me I'm going to get hit tomorrow. Like yeah. I'm going to feel it. I don't know. Did, I don't know. Do you have any symptoms that were bad? Uh, I was, I would say I was not noteworthy, like of sharing. I was lethargic, um, the next day, but yeah. I was also working in a freezer and I was doing like physical Uh-oh. labor in a freezer. So it, my body felt weird anyways. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully I'm, I'm okay. Um, I'm working late tomorrow, so yeah. I should be all right. You'll be all right. Man. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be fine. That's pretty much it for me, man. That was, that was pretty much my week. What about nice. you? What'd you get up to? Uh, well, we took, I took Wednesday off so that me and Natasha could celebrate birthday week. We, <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. I saw some pics. It looked like an amazing time. Dude, it was fantastic. So we drove about yeah. two hours east, uh, to a place called Falls Creek Falls. Yeah, so like, hey, what's that creek called? Falls Creek. Oh, what's that waterfall? Well, it's the waterfall from Falls Creek. So what are you, stupid? (laughs) Or did they go the other way around? They're like, well, that's where the creek turns into a waterfall. That's called Falls Creek Falls. 
And then they're like, you didn't name the river yet. Or you're like, are you stupid? I fucking named it when I named the waterfall. Like, stick with us. Anyway. It's probably named after some, like, old guy from, like, 400 years ago. I'm Fall? Sure. Just, some guy named yeah, Fall? His, his last name was Fall. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Because we've yeah, met a lot of people settler. with that name. Sure, sure. Sure. Yeah. His family yeah. died off in Kentucky somewhere. The, yeah. The name ended there. Anyway, um, it's the tallest waterfall on the east, east of the Mississippi. It's like really? 200 feet. Yeah, you can't tell from the base or the pictures from the base. Uh, but it's like a one-mile hike So down. is Niagara Falls not considered east of the Mississippi? It's not oh, as it's tall. Not the... Oh, yeah. okay. It's shorter okay. but very big. Right. Remember, Niagara Falls <laughs> is a volume. When so it has, yeah. it has the girth but not the length. Yeah, is that's what a great okay. way to call it, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it has ferry rides. Um, Okay, so and it squirts every thirty minutes. There's like a rainstorm. Can you can you go down this fall in a barrel? No, no, don't do that. No, this is a misty river. Um, Okay, (laughs) there's like a one mile hike down to like the base of the falls. It was fucking awesome. Uh And then we went and did. We started this five mile loop to get to go like along the river, and then we got to the end of the point where it was going to go up like the river bank and then come back through the forest and we're like it's all getting dark and this is just how stories <laughs> start yeah it's like i can yeah. i know how to get back if i turn around and this is next to the river so we're like yeah let's do that so we walked back uh it turns out i didn't lock my car and nobody stole anything but listeners nice. if you're near my car always check the doors um <laughs> that was that was birthday day uh they can get when, stickers yeah what they can get it, stickers, it, yes. Yeah. In your car, yeah. In hot wire in the, my the car. glove compartment. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's why I do that. Uh, and drop off Bitcoins in the glove compartment. There you go. The, yeah. uh, so we went out to dinner that on the way back. It was a great time at a place called uh, Butcher and Bee. But you aren't in Nashville, so whatever. Uh, it sounds cool. It's delicious. It sounds very hip. The food was great. We were really. We were like, we look stoned and we're just ordered. We ordered like extra courses of everything. Uh, nice. Yeah. And then we were like, dessert is too much. Are you rude? Um, <laughs> so then the next day we did. So Friday was kind of like the first day of like masks off for Harambe. And right, right. everyone and their mother was looking to go out. I guess that could be VX day, right? Or v, VX day. Is that what they call that? Uh, v- VX sounds yeah VX day for like victory sounds right. yeah yeah um yeah. I don't know if that was VX day but we're calling it that uh, okay we went to the tiki bar called Pearl Diver in East Nashville everybody says you have to go there to be honest like none of the staff wears like Hawaiian shirts or anything like that the drinks are great the drinks are fantastic but I just wish they had better ambiance the tiki uh, vibe wasn't it wasn't the tiki vibe at all vibe? no yeah okay but like the, the you know I didn't realize the tiki tiki culture came after like world war ii yep. kind of like yeah servicemen coming back from like hawaii and yeah. stuff and bringing that i didn't i had no idea yeah that's why it's tied in with like mid-century modern furniture and right that whole decor okay yeah okay it makes sense now yeah and it's fun um and and yeah. the drinks and are really drink cool and, stuff yeah you get to like be like precise with measurements and be a little you know particular about something it's oh yeah it's a nice expression uh, oh yeah so we, we we went there first uh there's another tiki bar we still have to go try out but there was a wait for it and it's ambiance kind of looked like shit too although their mugs were awesome uh, i'll give you a report <laughs> on them next time we're there but Got we skipped it. that right. and came back to our neighborhood and we hit up we found another local bar so we've got we we realized we're gonna have to do this one of these days we, we realized we can put together a full bar crawl in our neighborhood and maybe we'll get like a mile walk in like tops <laughs> 
Like that's awesome, dude. So we could go to there's a distillery. We can go to Dixon Cider. We can go to the Jackalope Ranch. Then we can go the to this place, place called Never Never, <laughs> and then that's uh, a really cool dive. And then we can wrap up the night at this place called Lucky's. And for Lucky, there's Mexican food nearby there too. So hopefully quesadillas. So. Dude, uh, I'm flying out this weekend. Fuck I know, it, right? Go. Well, so we hit up a couple amazing. of bars that night. We didn't complete the crawl yet. Um, and then got up on Sunday and hiked it off. We went to a place called um, something Greenway. Mm. Oh, I saw the picture of that, yeah. yeah. We went to this Greenway and t- did a hike. It was fun. It was next to the river. I did a nice uh, stone skip. I'll post that somewhere in our story. Ooh. How many How many skips did you get? Two, but they were like, it was a big chonk in the in the it was like it dove real deep in and then shot really far out. It was awesome. Um, nice. Yeah. Oh, wait. We So we went, we had a real anniversary, anniversary dinner, like combining our anniversary and birthday weeks, Alan. Cause, uh, okay. I yeah. get it. I get so it. So we went to a fancy dinner. And fancy. Uh, at one point she asked me to meet How her. How fancy the, was it? Uh, it's like this place that says they're all like, uh, cinema themed and they, they had like the choice of getting your meals or like a whole set course. Uh, it was good. It like was nice with pairings and stuff. That's the word. Yeah. Bunch of French words. Yeah. Um, Got it. yeah. Which is like 30% of our language French, but that makes sense. Um, because England and France being right there and all anyway, at one point, we went to go to the bathroom before we left and I'm pretty sure she was joking, but she's like, you want to come meet me in the bathroom? And I'm like, is this what I think? Is this what I think you're asking? And she goes, she asked me what I think she's asking. And I saved to pee between your legs. <laughs> it was not what she was thinking. So I'm, I'm starting to think that she's never wanted me to do that. You're so obsessed with this weird thing. I don't, it's just like, have you? Have I mean, you, it's something. Have you ever just wanted to do something once in your life? You know, and like. Oh sure. Yeah. 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 Have you ever? Um, uh, have you ever copulated in a public bathroom before in your life? Uh, I plead the fifth. Natasha earmuffs. <laughs> I plead the fifth. Why don't you tell me if you have, Alan? Uh yeah, sure. Was sure. it a Burger King restroom? No, it oh. was uh, Steiner's in Sonoma. <laughs> okay. Nice. Also, Allegedly, a, you just go- said. Oh yeah, you did say yes. There was a also lot- there was a golf course in uh there's a golf course in Napa that may have. Okay. May have, All right, yeah. Alan. I didn't ask you about that one. <laughs> I was deflecting to you. It wasn't time to celebrate. Okay. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I thought we were doing I, this. No, I, I, I specifically we we were not, <laughs> but you were perhaps. Okay. Allegedly. Yeah. Alleged. That was the word. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Do you want to sure. do uh, Dustin ask questions and we can get into our news roundup? Let's let's do it. You uh, dealer's choice here. Yeah. Or uh, pick you pick a, a number, please. One through eight. I have a lot of stuff written down. These will surely be shuffled into next week too. Okay. Um. I'm gonna pick. I can't see them. I could just see how big they are. Yeah. So I'm gonna pick weird. number five. That number seems like five. a good medium. Okay. Yeah. That's medium. a good one to start with. Do you think that anybody that's still wearing a mask is wearing it because they think it signals that they are definitely not a MAGA Trumper troglodyte? No offense. <laughs> uh, sure. I, I think that there's a percentage of people that are wearing a mask for that. I mean, at least that's one of their Can't you think of a better way of letting the person you're talking to know who you voted for? <laughs> like what? Like a button. Button. 
like you don't Damn, have to literally for- cover your face to do that like like you can <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah so are you one of these I, people I saw, hold on saw, hold on you're like i won't look that no i saw i saw something on twitter where it was like uh how do you how do you know somebody's vaccinated or not like how would you know that and the person responded will just ask them who they voted for so i saw that and it made me laugh too but i also was like it might not be good to just like continue that whole like you don't believe because then you're also telling people that are on the fence that well if i ever think that way people thought that about me anyways do you know what i mean yeah i I do understand that did i just totally just shit on a joke for no reason because i just the more i see that name in more because i've seen it in more and more formats and yeah it's uh I don't know. Like, it seems like a bad one, but well, I, th- I think it's not helpful. If that's if what I was getting at, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if your goal is to have vaccination be not politicized, yeah, right? and I also the election that also normalizes. If that person ever does, like, say that person's like, well, I don't really know, but my friends that share the same ideology as me think that it is, but I still don't think that it is. But like, there is now an idea in their head that they're okay with in the future because they're like. Well, I know people already think that of me anyways, so fuck it. Like, sure, why not? Like, it's a preconceived notion, yeah. so what, what, yeah, what's the yeah. point? I'm going to open a beer. Let's hear it. Cheers. Cheers. Ahoy. Mm. Oh, that is a good hazy. <clears throat> nice. Yeah, that's the Strata Salad from Armistice Brewing Company. I love it. All right. Shall we get into headlines? Yes, sir. All right. So the first one is sort of a, a topic that we're going to cover in more detail in the second half, but I'll read it anyways. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres called for an end to the violence in Israel and Gaza over the weekend as fighting continues. At least 217 Palestinians, including 63 children and 12 Israelis, including two children, have been killed since last Monday. Um, President Biden expressed support for a ceasefire in Israel and Gaza as fighting between Israel and Hamas continued into a second week. And we'll talk more about that in the second half. So I'm not really going to say too much about that in response to that. I don't think we talk about it. At least I don't have a note about it. I'm sure it'll come up anyways. But I guess we had shut down uh, calls to condemn it. No, no. The the UN there was a, a proposition in the UN by China and a couple of other countries to um, to cease the violence and the uh, the US killed the uh, the bill or whatever you call it the proposition yeah, that was what I was trying to say in the UN yes Biden even in his phone call to Netanyahu stopped short of calling for an end to it and basically said like hey, like, I can only provide you cover for this for so long and not so many words. I'm paraphrasing. That's not what exactly he said. But more or less what he said was, you got to, this needs to, you got to figure this out because I can't cover you for very much longer. Yeah, there was something I didn't feel comfortable talking about because I had only heard people talking about that and I hadn't heard that call yet. So yeah, I'm glad you'd actually heard that. Yeah, I heard it. Cool. All right. Uh, So, okay. Big celebration time. Get out the maracas. The CDC issued new guidelines that fully vaccinated people like me with my one and done shot in the U.S. can safely resume activities indoors and outdoors, regardless of crowd size, without masks or distancing, with few exceptions like public transportation and healthcare settings. Several major retailers, including Walmart, Costco, and Starbucks, began lifting mask requirements for fully vaccinated individuals over the weekend. 
The decisions followed new CDC guidelines issued last week. Alan, we finally did it. We're here. Like, it's, we can breathe, right? Like, I mean, I hinted at my attitude towards this with my Dustin asked questions. I am perfectly fine not wearing my mask until somebody wants me to, in which case, totally fine putting it on. I've, I'm not going to shame anybody for it. Uh, you know, just, I guess, if I'm on the record saying anything, I'm thrilled to not wear it. I feel safe. I feel confident in my body's ability to fight it if i catch it and i think everybody that wants to be vaccinated or is concerned about getting sick has been vaccinated so that's some type of an immunity it's certainly not herd immunity but like you follow me absolutely i am uh so i got as i said my my second shot today so i am two weeks away from being like protected entirely um i was the one did you see um what walmart's actually doing with their associates as far as so this is kind of interesting. All right. So there's been a lot of talk of well, so how do you? So if somebody says they're vaccinated, how do you, do you have to yeah. prove it? Or do you, you have like, to just take their word for it? That's the only you safe have to take answer. Take their word for it, right? Like, like that's the only safe answer. Otherwise, you're calling for some sort of mandate that nobody wants to be on the other like side a of that vaccine reality. passport. Shut up, Alan. Thing. We've avoided that for Anyways, so long. Hold on. Yeah. I know. Hold on. So I found this interesting. What Walmart is doing? Okay. With their associates. And so what they're doing is they're saying, okay, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Associate, uh, are you vaccinated? <laughs> just sound like they're married, but okay. Whatever. Uh, associate, are you vaccinated? Associate says, yes. They say, okay, cool. You don't have to wear a mask. But they are offering a bonus to associates for sticking around through the pandemic. However, that bonus can only be claimed if you show proof that you were vaccinated. That's fair. They're going to pay you for it. I think that's fine. Yeah. I think that totally. Like, I, I mean, I, I can that's imagine. That's a private business incentivizing something they want to incentivize. And I can right? imagine the argument saying, like, I should never have to share my personal information, like my HIPAA, HIPAA, not HEPA, uh, information with you. However, like, yeah, sure, you don't have to get paid. And it's totally fine. Like, you're not, like, nobody is, like, guaranteed. You're not losing your job. Yeah. They could also, I'm sure there's there's wording in that that says, at any point, we can just stop doing this, too. So, you know, it's literally oh, yeah, first sure. come, first serve. And if they decide to stop and you haven't done it yet, tough shit. And that's fine. Like, I don't know. I'm definitely, I'm certainly not going to get upset about it. How dare you? <laughs> so, <laughs> no hey, offense you, taken. Yeah, none taken. Do you remember like okay. a couple months ago when the president was calling the governor of Texas, uh, Neanderthal, for doing the same thing? Uh, Neanderthal yes. thinking. Yeah, yeah. He, he said we don't need this. Yeah. I was trying to remember the exact words. Yes. Yeah. And meanwhile, like, in this area, because I think my argument at the time was, well, perhaps in Texas, it's not as bad based on the you know recent numbers. And it turned out there weren't like major spikes because of that. And, you know, I'm not I'm sitting I'm not sitting here defending that that was a good decision. I'm just saying, like, wow, two months sure was a long time period. I mean, credit goes to his vaccine rollout. I think that they, he definitely made sure that all the stops were pulled that were preventing that from happening as well as it could have for the last eight months or well, it wasn't vaccine before then, but I mean, the rollout was slowed because of the way the prior administration was handling it. They were certainly dragging their feet. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess kind of talked myself out of my opinion. <laughs> I guess that there's some, perhaps there's some luck involved. And I think that there were some, some, clusters of cases in texas that were happening um i mean what what the administration was trying to avoid was an india type situation right yeah where, where they got suddenly... too comfortable too soon yeah but exactly. it didn't happen and, also... and it probably wasn't appropriate to call it neanderthal thinking 
Okay. I, I mean, I'm not going to. think gonna, it was I'm just gonna... luck? No, but I think sometimes that's part of it. Well, okay. Part so of it. I think that I mean, the so issue. Indra... Yeah, go ahead. India got pretty lucky, you know, early on. I mean, oh, yeah. given, you know, and then clearly that luck ran out. Mm-hmm. Um, so but the thing is, we're 50 I, I think... states and it's a one size fits all solution when it comes from the CDC. So why be so critical of one of the 50 states thinking that it's okay for them to, you know, be the vanguard on, you know, trying out not wearing masks? I think he was critical of other states like Florida as well. Yeah. Well, um, other Neanderthals. I'm not going to argue <laughs> with that one. So I, I think that that particular usage of words probably wasn't politically expedient because you just further, you know, widened that gap of, of where uh, that's already existent in this country. Um, so probably just politically speaking, that wasn't the best choice of words. Yeah. I, I can, I can agree with that. Well, either way, uh, <laughs> going forward, there's going to be a lot of anxiety and people that I saw people talking about how, like, if you, what is it? If you're, uh, immune deficient and you can't get uh-huh. vaccinated, you know, to please wear a mask around me. And it's like, you you should just wear a mask and limit your exposure. Like I'm sorry, you know. Like I think that I, I, I don't think that everyone should have to keep wearing masks because one in ten persons can't be around them. Like it's still up to that person to protect themselves. And if the rest of us have been vaccinated, and you know, you're, I don't know, man. I mean, that definitely sucks. But like, I don't think we all need to keep wearing masks because some people are immune deficient and wait and you know still can't get vaccinated. I feel bad for them. Don't I mean? I feel like an asshole saying all those words. <laughs> I mean, I guess I I agree with that generally. I if would they asked me to exception. wear a mask in front of them, I wouldn't have a problem. I'd be like, sure. That's exactly yeah. what I was gonna say. Yeah. If if so, if I was running a small business, uh, I don't know, a hair salon, whatever, pick your small business, and somebody called me and were like, hey, I, I'm immune deficient. I I can't get the vaccine. Would you mind wearing a mask when I come in to get purchase a, a service from you? I, I would totally be yeah. fine doing that. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like that's to do. There were people to, to like say, that all the time. To make it a mandate, though, yeah, right? Right. That's a different thing, right? Yeah. yeah. I think we should be able to. You know, that's common courtesy to somebody. Yeah, because right? like I said, these are one size fits all recommendations that the CDC gets to dole out, and you know, nice. And they updated their color coded map, so it's easy to tell everything's <laughs> green. Everything's green. It's all green. All right. You want to do this next item? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, 473,000 people filed for unemployment in the U.S. last week, declining by 34,000 from the prior week and marking the lowest point since the start of the pandemic. We talked a little bit about unemployment um, last week on this show where the, the jobs numbers came out that were just terrific. You know, people were expecting something like a million new jobs created and instead we got a quarter of that. Um, and there's lots of uh, speculation as to why that is. I mean, I can tell you, I, I think I've said this last last week on the show as well, is that there's a lot of indication that labor markets are tightening. Mm-hmm. What it seems to be the case, though, is that the people who are available uh, for, you know, they are willing to work aren't in the places where the jobs are right. or don't or don't so just geographically not in the places or don't want those jobs or don't have the skills for those jobs that are open whatever but most of them are pretty low skill jobs i think that are open okay then how is that hospitality workers restaurants things like that and people but if you are if you're an unemployed person 
in a small town that you know only has a, a mill and a restaurant in it you're not that's not going to help you that there's you know 100 restaurants hiring 50 miles from you you know what i mean like that's i don't know i mean that's just speculation i don't think anybody has a real answer as to why but if you look across the country, you can see all these these companies are just struggling to hire people. Yeah, um, and I've so. experienced at uh, in hospitality. I mean, it's it's every restaurant we've gone to has been pretty slow service, and they're doing the best they can. But I could tell that there's definitely an impact there. Although, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people saying that the reason for that is just those people aren't willing to pay enough to make it worth I, it. Or I, I the tend benefit. to agree. Like, yeah, and and maybe it's. You know, I think it's definitely a knee jerk to say like, well, we paid everybody, so now they don't want to work. Uh, I, but I also think it's too simple to like ignore that. So I, I would, I would say that there definitely is an impact from that. But I think all it really is is people kind of realized if they had enough to have their needs met and be happy and not be miserable, getting you know underpaid and understimulated at work, that 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 was a more fulfilling existence now that can't last forever but i think people are unwilling to come back to work for the meager pay they got at the jobs that you know just weren't very fulfilling well, especially like some of these some of these places in, in certain states where the minimum wage laws are are different and that you know, they calculate tips as part of their minimum wage and so they end up their real wage is like three bucks an hour or something plus whatever right. tips they make like who's gonna want that dude no. like come on i know I mean, I yeah, yeah. And there's the demand enough money is there. in your business model to, and it's yeah. It's that's gonna, what I'm saying. The yeah. demand is there to support it. it. It's yeah. going to mean starting tomorrow, your profit margin is significantly reduced. But it's like college football. You should have been paying these people. Like, just start paying these people, and that's yeah. what your real business plan should be. Don't get me wrong. Restaurants close all the time. It's very hard to run a restaurant. I am not ignorant to that. And the profit oh, ma yeah. margins are hair thin. But like you know it's just that's tips are tips and paying people is paying people and calculating their tips into what you estimate their pay to be because of the state's local like like the falling back on the minimum wage is an argument against minimum wage like people should get paid what a good value is and you know if you don't like it work somewhere that will pay you more like that's what pisses me off about like uber eats and doordash do you know that when you um so their their drivers get a minimum uh, amount for delivering your food to you, right? Okay. Let's say it's five bucks, whatever it is. Okay. So the service fee that Uber or or DoorDash, whatever it charges, you might be like two fifty, three bucks, right? Right. And then that they, comes they out ask, of his cut. Well, so that goes to them, but then they asked you to oh. tip, right? Uh huh. So that goes into part of their minimum. So basically, if you really want to take care of your Uber driver, don't tip in the app and give them cash when they drop oh, off your no stuff. Shit. Yeah. That's shitty. It is pretty shitty. So they get all their tips past their minimum. Yep. That's pretty lame. They, they, they include wow. that as part. Yeah. Yeah. So they actually would make more if you just said no tip in the app and then gave them 10 bucks when they I bet that'll off. change. I mean, they're... Yeah. I don't know. It's been like that for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I bet that'll change, though. I mean, that being, fuck, man, that's terrible, though. Yeah, sucks. Well, again, it isn't supposed to be your primary source of income. You want to go to the next one? That's you. Oh, thanks. Uh, the Colonial yeah. Pipeline reportedly paid its hackers, Alan. Did you hear how much the, man's, how much the ransom is and their form of payment? <laughs> um, I did. I did. Uh, the thing is, so it was $5 million, right? Bitcoin. And it was in Not Bitcoin. Dogecoin. That was smart. Not Dogecoin. 
Uh, but from what I read, like the cost of them being shut down like every day was more than that $5 million ransom. So that's what I thought. I was like, you should definitely just pay them. They're like, well, that'll encourage the terrorists. It's like, motherfucker, people are buying gas all when we were driving to Tennessee. We had two, one one place where the gas was out entirely. The next one where they were out of premium. And like I saw, I took that picture of the guy filling him up in his trunk. Everybody's seen it. Like, but Tennessee was one of the (laughs) the trash bags. I didn't do any trash bag pictures. I wish I saw that. who does that stupid people panic people like people that buy toilet paper people that buy hand sanitizer and it's just like there was no shortage they had like in the headline in the headline they're like we have gas for 19.5 days so that's definitely a problem if it's ever 21 days we're fucked like three weeks won't work but well there were still alternatives to get the gas but they ran out of gas then it became a shortage because of the panic right and again alan that's a form of inflation but okay they they could truck the gas in and that's what they were doing. Obviously, it's not as ideal as you know running it through the pipeline. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there this was an artificial uh, shortage. This yeah. was created by panic buying, right? Because people are dumb. Yeah. Uh, so they paid them though. <laughs> I'm sure nobody in our audience did that. No, I'm not, referring not me. To you no, I, I had that. trouble. No, in fact, no, I got a notification from work saying maybe gas up in case gas is out, and I'm like, I'll wait. And then fucking Tennessee was one of the idiot states. <laughs> but again, now to be fair, everywhere in the city was totally fine. It was just when we got out to the sticks, people were like, "Oh, yeah. I better get all the gas I can. Soviets are coming." <laughs> Wolverines. It's always the Russians. Yeah. All right. Um, next one. Oh, CBI well, wait. Cre- Ireland says they had a. Never mind. Is that one worth? Did you hear about the one in Ireland? There's been a lot of hacks. There's like, there's definitely. I mean, it's definitely like when there's a shooting and then there's new shooting stories. But these IT systems are vulnerable, and there's been a lot of hacks, man. There has been a lot of hacks. I, I, I hadn't Especially seen this Island podcast. One. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> I hadn't seen the Island one until you put it on the sheet. Uh, but no, these happen every day. Um, so yeah, there's a lot. All right. Alan doesn't care. Next story. I, I, no, I think that, I think that corporations... Uh, well, they handle them don't. internally all the time, I'm sure. Yeah, but I, I think that corporations who, who don't pay attention to this stuff do that at their own risk. Like yeah. that, th- this, is, this is the new world. There like, was that water treatment plant in Florida where he saw his mouse moving, and he's like, oh, that's weird. And then all of a sudden, it like started changing the um, like sulfite levels. I'm saying a word. Uh, and then he, But they were able to change it back, and they caught it. But it was because they were still using like Windows 95. I might not be joking. I think it might have been. like, You know what? That wouldn't surprise me. You and I have worked for, yep. for retail organizations that use like 30-year-old technology. Yep. So yep. AS400, hi. <laughs> Dude, that was based on what, like Unix? I think. I, I think that I, was now Unix. I have to put a Jurassic Park drop in. Thanks. It's <laughs> like 1992 shit. Yeah. Anyways, uh, CPI increased by 4.2 percent in April from last year. What's CPI? Uh, core or, uh, consumer price index. So it's it's basically a measure of inflation. Oh, um, well, that's weird. You said you weren't worried about that. Alan said on the show, "I don't care about inflation." I said oh, really high. I did not say it. Well, you I said, said two that. out of five, and I said four out of five, and I might have said five. I don't know. Okay. This is the quickest pace of inflation since 2008. The growth was driven in part by a 21% increase in used car and truck prices. So a lot Can of I that was, story? is it about rental cars? Yeah. <laughs> okay, do it. You. you do it. 
Wait, did I tell you already? No, I just I know a stat about rental cars, and it's it's related to this. Right. So you do it. So my buddy um, this is, is not the story I thought. Okay, uh, my buddy is involved in a a scooter rental business in Hawaii, and apparently, apparently, apparently. at the <laughs> the start of the pandemic. Uh, a, a number of rental car agencies on the islands out there decided to ship all of their inventory of, of vehicles to the mainland and just sell them off. Yeah. Um, and as a result, uh, now that things are opening back up, they have no inventory yep. of cars for rental. So his business is like through the roof. Apparently, people are renting like Apparently. fucking. U- they're renting U-Hauls and, and shit. Just, just driving to- around because that's yeah. the only car they can Holy get. Holy shit, man! It's crazy. Yeah. What were uh, you gonna say? So every year, some of the most used car sales are used rental cars. They sell a sure. batch every year. Um, so it sounds like these people on the island were in a unique position to need to sell, and then when it ended, they weren't in a position to buy. But a lot of the used car spike is up because of the shortage. So it's it's a false shortage, but that shortage is still real. And if you wanted to buy a car. They are more scarce than they were a year ago because last year, because of the pandemic, rental cars companies didn't buy new cars. All they did was sell cars. And now the ones that they would normally sell, they can't, aren't there there to sell. So there is, you know, 10%. I think it's like 10% of the US used car sales are from rental companies. Yeah. So with that gone, that's literally 10% less. And oh my God, look at that 21% jump in used car prices. So. Yeah, I mean, the other problem with just new car manufacturing is the silicon um, shortage. Right, yeah, so that on top of that, yeah, exactly. But again, that is... (sighs) So I would say that my my inflation concern has moved from like a two to a two two and a half. I'm guessing you're still a four? Yeah. Okay, so I have a question for you. So if that's what, if you you believe that we're in for a, a major inflationary cycle, what are, what uh what things would you be investing in right now to take advantage of that? Term? Well, I'm certainly not an expert in this, but I would say things that are tied to like a direct value, like I would and hard assets like gold and silver. Those are always. Would the, you short the dollar? I don't know how to do that, Alan. But if I okay. did, that sounds like something I would do. Yes, just like <laughs> Steve Carell. Um, Mr. Fun. Yeah, and oh, but I. See, but, the guy, uh, the guy who's behind the big short, uh, his, I don't remember his real name, uh-huh. um, but he is shorting Tesla like pretty heavily. Ooh, right now. interesting. Yeah. I wonder what he sees. Yeah. Is he explaining himself? No, of course that guy. I think he explained himself, himself before, though. I think. <laughs> I don't think he explained this. At mm. least I didn't see an Damn. explanation. And I'd love to hear yeah. it. Uh, there were a lot of people that have been shorting it, though. I remember that, but I didn't know why. So now I'm now I'm interested if he is. <laughs> And uh, wasn't he? He was into water. That was his thing at the end of that movie, right? Of the big short. They were like, yeah, "Yeah, these guys are into water now, so that's not good. Uh, Tesla, I think, is the highest valued automobile manufacturer in the U.S. I believe. Okay. Like, if you look at just their their stock price, like, oh, sure, okay, uh huh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's just crazy. That is crazy. I mean, the American car companies have been through some shit, Alan. So, I mean, I guess I'm not that surprised, but it is yeah, crazy to the say. New, the new Ford 150 is coming out. Yeah. And that thing is going to go like gangbusters. They're going to yeah. sell those like the Rangers. The Rangers is what's coming back out. Yeah. They've uh, been the doing the 150. The electric one. Oh, I see. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I would say also in terms of inflation, the other thing that's worth mentioning that always bugs me that people forget is inflation hits your savings. 
And that's the part that's like the most offensive is like at one point you had an amount of money that you earned and you put it somewhere that you wouldn't spend so you could use it on something important to you. And in my opinion, because of printing a bunch of money while people already had an like I'm hearing major place major news agencies saying libertarian things like a superheated or an overheated economy. So, you know, when all these trillions were getting printed, I was over here saying, like, I hear this phrase of like, it's already a hot economy. We expect people to want to go out once this is over. And what happens if you put too much gas on the fire that's already there? And it could be that people don't feel like going to work because they want to go live their life and they figured out that they can do that off of some meager checks, like or in our previous topic. Um, but like the fact that it hits your savings, like you saved all that money, you saved $20,000. And then when the dollar becomes worth less than it was before, that's money that doesn't exist in your savings account anymore. Like you have less ability to buy something. It's, it's a bad thing. Man. Yeah. I mean, that's why that's why you're not supposed to like you know stick twenty thousand dollars in your mattress because it's you know you want to invest that so it at least keeps the pace with inflation yeah um so yeah no you're, yeah but you're when right. you, you put it in have... an account and then dollars become worth less per dollar that means each of your dollars is worth less and the ones you saved right, are actually worth saying. less at that time than the time you put them in the account sure but I'm, what I was saying is there's there's inflation always you know usually we try to keep yeah. it lower uh, yeah but. But that's why you don't just put money in a place where it's not growing. Right, right. If, right. You know, yeah. So okay. what do you think uh, about, uh, do you think this is a short blip? Do you think this is going to be long term? Are we in for I more think, of this? I think that we'll have a much clearer picture of this at the end of next quarter. Um, I, I tend to think that this is more of a blip. Um, but I'm very interested to see what happens with the jobs report next month um, and CPI. Um, I, I think that we'll have a, a much clearer picture in about three months. But if the next CPI and jobs report are bad too, it's a real bad trend, man. Like, and then those things start to fulfill themselves and things start to, you know, they start to be self, self-fulfilling prophecies. On a previous episode, you had said that when people like me spout how inflation, you know, printing money leads to massive inflation, you've said, well, it still has never happened. And people like you always say it's going to happen and it never comes true. I didn't say people like you. Yeah, I was you treated me like a climate change like person, denial. and you were like a climate change denial denier. <laughs> no, yeah, no, okay. yeah. Check the tape. Okay. All and, right. All right. And so I just wonder, like, am, am I? Is it starting to potentially prove itself true? Potentially. Are you getting a little nervous? Like, are you running out of cards on this hand? You're waiting for the uh, river. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm quite at waiting for the river. Um, are you I to think the I felt? I have I have more than a few outs here. Um, I, as I said, my concern was probably gone up to a two and a half. Uh, the jobs number very concerning. CPI, CPI. I think there's a lot of external reasons for that 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 could be a blip on the radar. Okay. So, like I said, we'll we'll, we'll have a much clearer picture here in a All couple right. months. I think. Uh, yeah. House Republicans voted to remove Liz Cheney from her leadership post as the third ranking House Republican yesterday, following her continued and vocal criticism of former President Trump after the January 6th Capitol attack. How's my news reading? Am I doing fine? You're doing fine. Nice. You're doing fine. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. So this one... I mean, God. this has been beat to death, right? right? If listeners wanted to hear about this, I'm sure they've heard about this, right? So let me just say, let me just say a couple quick things. Okay. Uh, the person who is likely to replace her, Stephanie. I can't remember her first name. Stephanic. 
Stefanik from New York um, used to voted, vote and 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 pleaded for people to vote for her as being a centrist uh, or someone who could reach across the aisle, right? And then she voted. No, 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 no. not just pleaded that. She actually, by her voting it. record, was a more moderate Republican. Liz Cheney voted with Trump way all more the time. Often. No, we hated her. The- we still do. <laughs> yeah. Like she's a war hawk. Like she's John McCain too. Oh, she is. She is uh, her father's daughter mm-hmm. uh, by. Every she literally like you could think of her as the next John McCain that people would like look up to and be like, well, she's a she's a Cheney. And, you know, uh, ugh. yeah, uh, I'm not going to sit here and defend her. But also this was bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, who's talking about way, Gwen Stefani? The they did, oh. they did the, the first vote uh, about, I want to say, a couple weeks ago. And that that was an actual vote where people had to put their name to it. Uh-huh. Uh, and she survived that vote. No problem. And this, this was vote, an. No way. This was, a, this was a voice vote where nothing was recorded, closed door session. No. And it came out and said who won, who lost. Juan. And of course, if you don't have to put your name on the record, it's much easier. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, they're so spineless. It's incredible, man. Wow. It, it is incredible. I, I can't even. They're literally saying, I don't mean what I say unless you have to. Like, oh, my God. That, so this is a pivot to full Trumpism, and this is very concerning because that means that Whatever he also stands for, which is the election was a lie, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that means that platform is the strongest platform. They just strong armed a legacy senator out. Am I saying that sufficiently, succinctly? Uh, yeah, not a senator. She was a congresswoman. Congresswoman. But, uh, I do that wrong all the time. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yes, you are saying that right. And I, I think uh, the the real concern here is what happens in twenty twenty two. In all, if there are close elections in all these red states. Um, what's going to happen. I mean, you look at what's going on in Arizona right now uh, with the recount of the votes, which is fucking ridiculous. Um, I just feel like we're going to see a lot of that shit in 2022. Um, You know, that's just where the party is. But to counter that free checks for babies, (laughs) vote Democrat. All right. U.S. COVID-19 deaths hit the lowest level in 10 months, less than 600 a day, while infections hit the lowest mark since mid-September, less than 38,000 a day. Uh, so that's good. That's, we didn't talk about COVID all last week. I texted you on Friday. I was like, oh shit, you know, we didn't talk about it something. And you're like, Donald, no. I was <laughs> like, dude, we didn't talk about COVID. You're like, oh my God, finally. We literally yeah. started this show and that was like our only topic because it was the first week of the pandemic. Right. Every And then every week after, I would always do a rundown yeah. where, where the cases were and all we that. We didn't even do it on purpose. We were like, oh yeah. It just well, happened. Yeah. yeah. Fuck India, right? Like, like, who cares what's yeah. happening over there? I stopped thinking about it. <laughs> I saw they had big fires and, you know, it's probably fine. When we have big fires, it lasts a few days and it goes away. So I'm sure that's all it is. Sure. Uh, Speaking of Tesla, Tesla suspended accepting Bitcoin as payment due to the rapidly increasing use of fossil fuels in the mining of the cryptocurrency. This is per CEO Elon Musk. Uh, I kind of put that on there for you to talk smart about. (laughs) Yeah. You know, actually, this is something that's kind of new to me as well. I wasn't aware how much... Um, energy was consumed by the mining of cryptocurrency. It's a shit ton. Yeah, like like it's oh, a yeah. lot. That's like you're not doing it on your computer. Like you need. I mean, maybe no. yours, maybe your son's. Right, right. Uh, just the amount of energy consumed is insane. And, and a lot of these places that are doing it are kind of like third world countries where they're 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 trying to do this. Um, are we gonna have the so, first Bitcoin billionaire country, like some Pacific island country, maybe. like famous? Oh man, that's a good idea. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think it's a good move. I, he did say that they are. He still believes in cryptocurrency and that he plans to resume uh, 
accepting cryptocurrency of some sort when it has a, a less of a carbon footprint. So did he so, just pump and dump it? Like, is he was the reason oh, it went uh, over fifty k? Well, yeah, I think he, he did that with Dogecoin and with Bitcoin both. It's a little son of a bitch. Like, Listen he here, you little son of a bitch. Did he really need the money? No. Well, Come I, on, man. I mean, if it's financing getting us off planet more, I mean, I don't know. In in the sense that who got scammed there? Like I said last on last week on last week's show, I was just talking about. It, I was saying, you know, all these like non-investors like me, but that think they're just going to get rich quick off of it, which is not like me. Uh, I mean, I saw a modest gain on my doge and sold it at nine cents. So I was like, well, why would I, this can't be worth more than this. Like how there is no utility in that coin. You know, I said value last week, but that's an ambiguous word. Like what use is a doge coin? Like I, I get that they paid to go to the moon. I understand you told us that last week, but you know, (laughs) the average place isn't taking your doge credit card. Like it's, it's just, and, and I'm not ignorant into how you can run your finances through your crypto i'm just saying it, it the the coin doesn't have a lot of utility whereas bitcoin does uh and it's still doing strong it's probably a more reasonable level right now but i don't know yeah i would agree i'd agree i mean there was that episode of the daily last week with the dogecoin millionaire um and i mean the way he talked he certainly believes in the the currency and he believes it's a whole shift in the the financial markets and it's a way for the little guy to sort of uh get out of the rigged game that is wall street uh you know that remains to be seen i think uh i, I tend to agree with you that dogecoin is more of just a a meme than it is an actual but again like as you see the government devalue its own currency by just printing more of it you're like well if that's what you can do to my savings i'd rather invest my money somewhere where they won't it won't be manipulated but here we see but it is being manipulated. Yeah, exactly yeah yeah <laughs> it still is just by different entities yeah but I'm more open to that than because like somebody still has to put their neck out for that. I mean, eh, I don't know. Mm, I don't think maybe. it. I, I, okay. So as negative as giving him very little charity, I think it's pretty reasonable to think that he didn't just set up Bitcoin as a form of payment for his company and then turn it off as a lark. Like he intended to oh, keep I agree doing with that. It, so I yeah, agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. But he didn't I'm mind sure dumping they're... it when it was high. Sure. And I, I'm sure, you know, this probably, Probably. came from people inside of his organization that were like hey persuasive persuasive and you know he wants to obviously he made an electric car he wants to be green right yeah <laughs> you know what i mean right. like so this sort of flies in the face of that it's so even if he doesn't believe in it it's not on brand so i think it makes sense yeah well you know yeah just don't talk about batteries and then we don't have to worry about anything negative to the environment sure okay sure. Uh, you got another topic Yeah, so a federal judge in Dallas dismissed a bankruptcy case filed by the NRA, leaving the organization who was aiming to reincorporate in Texas to face an ongoing New York state lawsuit seeking its disillusion for alleged executive financial misconduct. Those weasley little fuckers. Dude, so what is it, Wayne LaPierre? Yeah, is Uh, he still in charge there? That guy. He's not Uh, still in charge. I think he... No, I think they gave him the boot somehow. I'll look it up. Okay, so the what this all started with was though that he was spending these all these NRA funds for that piece of shit. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was spending all this money on these lavish vacations and trips for his family and offices and art and all this kind of stuff. Um, And so the the New York uh, sued the NRA, um, saying that they did not have nonprofit standing, basically. And so the NRA's response was like, well, fuck you. We're just going to declare bankruptcy and we're going to leave New York. 
this was a particularly bad case of somebody being cut in half. Hey, hey, we're back. And we're back. Uh, how was your internet vacation? My internet vacation was lovely, thank you. Well, I drove I found safe. some cashews. Oh, nice. They're only half sodium, so they nice. suck. <laughs> why, would, why would you do that to yourself? No, you want all of the sodium. They're Natasha's. So I shouldn't be eating them. All right. Uh you were just saying something funny about Wayne LaPierre. Um hold on. Hold on. What so what has been found and what why New York uh decided to sue uh for the dissolution of the NRA was because uh Wayne LaPierre was using a lot of the the funds from the NRA to take these like lavish vacations and buy all this expensive stuff and take his family places. Um, just, just using this, like it's his personal piggy bank basically. Okay. And so because they're a nonprofit organization, uh, New York sued them and said, Hey, like you can't do this. We're going to. So they hit you. them with a lawsuit. So the that was so was like, financially steep. It would dissolve the company. Yes. That seems kind of unfair. Uh, the nonprofit. That and seems so, unfair that they can do that, but I get it. Well, no, because you that's the whole... Oh, no, because well, it's like all their taxes owed if they're not actually a nonprofit and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what they decided to do was, we're just going to file for bankruptcy in New York, and we're going to move to Texas and reincorporate, and Texas is going to let us do whatever the fuck we want. Um, but because this judge has now dismissed the bankruptcy case, uh, they're still going to have to deal with New York. Yeah, that, I mean, that's literally saying that you can't run away from your problems, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right, well, exactly. I think that makes sense. You'd think that, you know, a gun industry guy would stand his ground a little bit more. Dude, that guy's such an asshole. You know, stand your ground. I mean, you Alan, can... It's a stand, stand <laughs> your ground a gun I get, joke. I get jokes. Okay. I get jokes. Right. <laughs> I get jokes. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Uh, I believe he was part of the... I mean, he definitely represents the... The NRA doesn't represent gun owners, and they haven't for a long time. They represent a faction of gun owners no. that are obsessed with only talking about the Second Amendment, which I get it, Like, especially... like, I probably wouldn't have half the gun freedom that I enjoy... If it weren't for some of the NRA's actions, although they just they don't represent me, so you know I I think that lots of stupid organizations should face punishment when they do dumb things. You know they used to represent hunters and people that wanted to make sure that they can have a firearm and you know be a normal person, maybe four or five guns. Uh, the now they they they're the fact that he's the end result of that Charlton Heston moment where there was literally a coup within the NRA and the people who wanted to be like militant second amendment people uh, decided to take charge and control of the party. Yeah. So, I mean, he, you know, that's true. That did totally happy to see the NRA be punished and go down. Actually a a bunch of, a bunch of people who have been part of the NRA for years, decades, I think left during that because uh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot all about that. That's true. Yep. So that's what remains. Can we, do you want to do a quick question or no? Yeah, let's do a DAC and then we'll go to the half. Okay. Uh, where are you? You pick. Okay. Um, 
Hey, you know how they make potty pads for dogs when you leave them at home, like yeah. all day or mm-hmm. something? Yeah. They should make baby pads. <laughs> so what, the baby just like kind of runs around naked and just Yeah, like, like if you got to leave them at home for a while. <laughs> um, hmm. I, I don't think that's good parenting advice, no. Dustin. What if you just got to no. go to the store and get a pack of smokes? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that's 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 a good idea. All right, Jeez. all right. I'm gonna go get a drink because we've earned it. Ah, <laughs> uh, see you on the other side, on the B, B side. side, my God friend. bless. Cheers. This is the B side of our platter, sports fans. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. <laughs> In the canyons of your mind I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you again You see a lot more uh, alien stuff pop up in your feet? Yep. Like the Barack Obama saying there's things about aliens you can't tell you. No? Wow. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, that what? came out. And, it, and there's still there's what? a report coming When did he say the, that? Wait, was that new or is that an old video? No, I think that was like the last couple of days. What? <laughs> um, and then there's that that report coming out from the DOD, I want to say, in the next month or so. I think it's June. There was that video of like... Uh, object going into the surface yeah, off the that's, USS Hornet or I just got a notification of that one. That's off that's on sixty minutes, dude. Yeah. That's um wow. Okay. Well thanks for the anxiety attack. <laughs> so oh man. Wow. Uh you know, I don't know. I think I'm pretty glad that Trump isn't in president in president while that happens. That sounds like a wild fucking ride, man. That yeah. Not that I feel much better with Biden. God, I just at least like he's just going to do dumb old man things instead of like just I heard somebody say that for 4 years, unless you were like all on board for Trump, which I can imagine I know people that are, um it just it seems like for the last 4 years we had we all adopted an ocelot and we all had a webcam in our pocket that we could watch it at any time. So we'd have to go to work and live our normal lives. We want to just sit there and check on the ocelot and make sure it's not tearing yeah, the house apart, breaking out and killing all the toddlers. Like the, the, but we, we it, and it feels like since Biden got in office, we're just like, you know what? I don't want to check on the ocelot anymore. Like, yeah, just, we're good. Yeah, we're good. We're just yeah. fine. And that's dangerous. That scares the fuck out of me. But I, at least I don't feel like the ocelot's going to be Somebody needs to be paying attention to the fucking ocelot. Yeah. Uh, somebody. Yeah, well, somebody the ocelot's <laughs> talking to the child sex trafficker and the QAnon believer. <sighs> so, and kicking out the Cheneys. Hey, you know what? Speaking of space... Oh, I dropped something. Speaking speaking of space, can we do a quick little Dustin House question coming back from half? Yeah, sure. Okay, Let's. so uh, I have a NASA trivia-themed one. It's two Ooh. two trivia questions with a little commentary in it. So I've been watching in our media diet. We'll talk about uh, a, a space-themed show. Um, mm. I don't remember. It's uh, for all mankind. It's on Apple TV. You don't get to watch it. The <laughs> it, it so pleb out here. I don't have access. Yeah, to exactly. Yeah, yeah, I get it. 
thank you for not saying plebe. It's a <laughs> so a trivia game, NASA themed. Um, okay. What were the first words said on the moon? It's not. It's a small step for mankind. I know right. that. Right. That's, that's the one. Everybody There's thinks. another thing you remember him saying, right? If I tell you something, will you tell me if that's the one you're thinking it is? Maybe. Yes. Tell me. Houston, Tranquility Base, the Eagle has landed. The Eagle has landed. Yeah. Yeah. You would have guessed that I, if you I had enough time. Think, I still don't think that's right, though. So what would you think the first words would be? Like, there had to be oh. other words before that, right? Like, oh, shit, we Yeah, made something, it. right? Like, before they turned the <laughs> mic on, there was something. Right. And I thought that. So I was watching... Uh, watching the show made me think that they don't address that but i was like you know what i bet those weren't the first words i bet it was like oh, oh, oh wow <laughs> you know like and then you turn the comma so on. do you actually know the answer or yeah no? so the first recorded words are buzz aldrin saying okay uh saying saying contact light then he said okay engine stop and then the tranquility baseline by uh, Armstrong. okay so okay. There's people that think Buzz Aldrin's kind of a curmudgeon and wanted to say, like, look, I wasn't the first guy on the moon, but I was the first person to fucking talk. And then there was people that researched it, and they seem to think that contact light isn't the first words because that's as it's, like, touching down and it hasn't quite settled yet. And right. that the actual first words are, okay, engine stop, which would be Neil. And Buzz was like, look, man, I've told you what I've told you. Literally, that's like a quote I saw where he's like, look, I've told you what I've told you. Like, it, it, I, you don't have to believe me, but I was the first person to talk. Which also, if you're touching the moon, you effing did it. Like, it, right. it, you know, <laughs> it's Cootie's rules. Like, this is bullshit. You're like, well, you actually hadn't settled yet. Well, um, okay, follow-up question. Question number two. Okay. Have you All ever right. heard the phrase, screwed the pooch? So I'm sure you've thought that seems a little odd. What a weird phrase to be on our lexicon. Lexicon. Uh, guess where "screwed the pooch" came from? I'm guessing space. Now that it's a NASA theme. Uh, yeah. So most people got it into their word diet because their lexicon. Yeah, I know, but I already said it. Uh, oh. There, due to the, I don't know what year the the book, uh, the right stuff about okay. about the about the space race <laughs> and the astronauts in it. Uh, there's a line where Randy Quaid says, just make sure you don't screw the pooch, Gus. And he's talking to some guy named Gus Grissom, who's the second person in space. Um, so then I had to find another article talking about whether that was the first use of screwed the pooch, which that can't be right. That can't be. No. Yeah. So it was used a lot in NASA and it came to NASA from... I don't know it was army or marines, but it came from the uh, from World War II. So it was sort of phrase used as like loafing around, like if you're just like you know you've done you've done everything around here. That guy's screwed the pooch. Like I can't quite imagine coming up with that phrase, but if you're telling me that's oh. what it means, I could live somewhere where they're like, yeah, you you know you've got nothing left to do. That guy screwed it's, the pooch. It's I like think. It's like everything but the kitchen sink. Yeah, kind of, in terms but, of fucking dogs, yeah. Right. Which seems to be a theme on this podcast. I'm sorry. That and Rudy Giuliani. We need to combine the two. Uh, well, I, I know oh, no. Um, so, oh, okay, so <laughs> Let's not. Let's okay, not. Right. So, but it, the, the no. phrase used to be fucking the dog. 
Like okay. it used to actually be like in World War Two, they'd say it was actually like, oh yeah, fucking, you know, that guy over there is fucking the dog, meaning like he's just loafing around, or right. like you. But then that became eventually that like you screwed up. Um, the first recording of this is, uh, uh, let's see, somebody saying screwed the pooch on a radio broadcast called an alphabet of lever, an alphabet of letters. Uh, so this is the back and forth. Uh, this guy Jack says, you're late. John, you're fouling up. You are fucking the dog, John. Uh, really? You are so vulgar and coarse. I just don't want to hear it, Jack. You're still late. Is this better? You are screwing the pooch. Shrill laughter between both of them. So, Is that like the 1950s? That I, sounds like it the has 1950s. to have been, yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't have much more on it. I didn't put a lot of oh, it. In the spring of 1950. Nice. Yeah, yeah I got nice. John Rawlings. Okay. All right. Well, that brings us I, into our light second half topic of super light. Israel and Palestine. Uh, hey, what, before yeah, we get into that, what are you drinking I poured on? myself a new beer. What's this? Uh, this is Speakeasy uh, Mystic Haze IPA. Mystic Haze. Uh, I don't. This is the first time I've had it. How do you like it? It's okay. Yeah. It's not as good as the. It's not as good as the Strata salad. Well, I got to try that Strata salad. Could you hear that? That was really off mic. Nice. Well, I think your laptop mic is probably closer to. Oh, that's probably it. What? Yeah, this is okay. Oh, this it's, is it's the door. Kinda... Hold on. Oh. Oh. Hi. Was she recording across yeah, the hall? She was recording a special across the hall. Look at she <laughs> made. She made quesadillas. Dope. My special. Yeah. Hi, Tosh. Uh, Alan says hi. Hi. <laughs> Look, little laces on it. They're tiny footballs. Oh. Laces Sweet. out. No, I'm joking. Ah, uh, that's laces awesome. Out. <laughs> Uh, what, but hey, um, I'm going to eat a little uh, quesadilla, yeah. and why don't you tell the world about Israel and Palestine? I'm just kidding. So the, J- Jared Kushner was tasked with solving the Middle East. Apparently, he <laughs> did so, and we're just here for like the wrapping up uh, end yeah. of it. So sure. you know, once this is over, uh, the Kushner deal will take effect, and we'll all be fine. Hey, um, yeah. we talked about it at the beginning of the show. Did we talk about that or was that in our pre-roll where I was talking about how, how much I hate the daily these days and I feel like they like talk down to their listeners and they think we're stupid. And I think that was pre-roll, but was I'm not pre-roll? 100%. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I skip a lot of episodes, but they're clearly a successful podcast. Oh, what's this? Oh, a napkin. So, you know, the daily is still a very successful podcast and they talk to their listeners like they're complete idiots. So <laughs> I'm thinking... I'm thinking that we should probably lean into that here. And let's just, like I said last week, I don't know if you remember this part towards the end of the show where I was like, look, our listeners are stupid. <laughs> they don't know anything it, about I disagree with that, but you did say that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I was kidding at the time, but I know. Now, I, now I'm thinking about it. Like, it, it works for the oh, New York Times. If you want to be as successful as the New York Times, yeah. that's, that's the tone you want to take is what you're saying. I, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I so, get it. So since these guys are all too stupid to know anything about this, let's first <laughs> explain everything to them about the newest conflict between Israel and Palestine. And then let's talk about some historical context, what our opinions are. I'm sure we'll just interrupt each other, you know. Like usual. It's yeah. none taken. That's how we do it's it. It's none taken. I, I do want to say, as uh, I, I, I feel the need to say this, I, I want to, and I'm going to attempt to be charitable here, but I'm reminded of the quote in the in, in the world where people want hot or iced tea, no one's going to buy lukewarm water. So if you don't like my perspective on this, that's fine. You know, try to talk about things with nuance. Um, you know, I hear you. DM me. Hit me up on uh, podcast, not on Instagram. That's pretty much my only social I spend much time on. Uh, 
And if you want a different perspective than me, there's always Fox News. So just, you know, we'll get into this. Can, can, well, there's there's other perspectives besides Fox News. Yeah. I, <laughs> uh, you know, I'll, I'll echo that. I, I think we've done that from the beginning is that, you know, the whole point of Untaken is to talk about some of these challenging subjects and try and navigate through them as best we can with nuance as i always say and you just said uh and so that means that sometimes people aren't going to agree with us and that's fine you don't you don't have to agree with everything we say on the show in fact it's probably better that you don't uh and we'd like to hear about it when you don't so so you know shoot yeah. us a line yeah i mean my mind I, I change my mind all the time so do i and i think that's the mark of somebody who's paying attention yeah. and actually still you know entertaining new evidence yep i i got some feedback about our um our topic last week about uh, childbirth, you know, and it's saying that oh, sort of too, our, yeah. that, that our our conversation was kind of male centric, which hmm. I think I think is true, but that's kind of our show, right? And I we I think we did try, like I tried to be a put myself in the shoes of a twenty eight year old uh, female Japanese lady. Um, oh yeah, I but, thought so too. I mean, that was, yeah, yeah. But I, I get it. And, we did. I mean, we did say that. Um, you know, at the end, this is about a woman's right to have more autonomy over what she does with her body. We did. Uh, yeah, but I probably didn't say that. And I, I stand by that. Yeah. I stand by that. Well, so let's get into this. Okay. Uh, so the, the, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, it's kind of blown up over the last week. We talked about it a little bit on the show last week, but since then it's gotten much worse. There was the bombing of that building, which housed uh, the AP in Al Jazeera, which happened, I think, the day after, or two mm-hmm. days after our week recorded, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so since then, this is um, this is May 18th. That's today's the 18th, right? Yeah. Okay. Why? What's so, the, where are we at? No, I'm just I'm looking at a story. I just want to make sure oh, it's okay. from today. Um, so this is now a nine-day battle between Hamas and the Israeli military. It's damaged 17 hospitals and clinics in Gaza. Is that fair to say? I mean, it's definitely the fighting is happening between Hamas and the U and the Israeli military, but. Is the AP a part of Hamas? Like, are the people that were that lived in or occupied in and around that building, like, are they Hamas or are they people that are living somewhere? I mean, we'll get into it more, but I mean, it, it's not fair to say that it's a war between Hamas and Israel. Israel is a place, and Hamas is the right wing political religious group representing the people of Palestine that would, you know. I still think it's that's fair to describe that as the people who are fighting. I mean, obviously, there's collateral damages happening from just the people that happen to, unfortunately, live in that area. That's, that that's just where they were born. That's where they live, right? Or even the journalists that live there. You know, that's that's just uh, clearly they they are collateral damage to this fighting between these two groups. Is that is that? Yeah. Clarify. Yeah, but I mean, you talked about that building that got took down. I mean, there was a couple of buildings, right? Yeah, so 17 hospitals damaged, 17 hospitals and clinics damaged in Gaza, including their only, only coronavirus test laboratory in the whole of Gaza was destroyed. It is no longer functional. Um, Among other things, and this always happens um, when it seems always to happen. I'm sure that I'm sure that test site was at a school that was also a training facility, though, right? Because that's the claim all the time, right? Like, I'm not being very kind, forgive me, but. Like, listen, no, I, I can't, people can't hear me jot my head forward when I talk. Sorry, I'm being a little sarcastic. <laughs> let me, let me get through a couple of things here. All right. So 
there's always infrastructure damaged in these bombings in in Gaza. Um, there was a wastewater uh, treatment plant that was damaged, and that sent uh, wastewater just into the streets. Okay, um, so there was a, a desalination plant that provided fresh water to a quarter million people, which is now offline because of of the fighting. Uh, dozens of schools have been damaged and closed. Some 72,000 Gazans have been forced to flee their homes, and at least 213 Palestinians have been killed, including dozens of children. Um, so yeah, it's it's um, it, it's it's in really bad shape, uh, and, and it so as of right now, it seems like Israel is is perhaps withdrawing. Uh, we'll see. Really, that's like the newest news. Yeah, we'll see. I'd what love happens. for this episode to fall on deaf ears because yeah, that'd be fantastic, man. It shouldn't though, because regardless of if they withdraw, it's this still happened. Yeah. Yeah, and the most recent language he was saying things. Netanyahu was saying something like, you know, they're gonna. Uh, how did he describe it? He said they're gonna subdue Hamas. I believe that was the verbiage. Yeah, I don't have it in front of me, but it's something like that. Yes, I think when WikiLeaks came out, they uh, one of the things that came out was that certainly that Israel didn't create Hamas. That would be disingenuous and undermine the entire point of what, what's valid here. Is that they willfully allowed Hamas to be created so that they could represent a right wing religious, you know, sect of the PLO. I mean, it's just an evolution of the divide and conquer tactics that the British used when um, when Israel was being carved out to begin with. You know, there were obviously infighting. There's, I mean, we're not going to get into the history from '47 on, but there, I mean, we kind of are, but there, there was nothing but divide and conquer tactics played by the British to basically fund both sides of inter, like what tribal warfare. And then at the end, get the support of the side that won because they're not going to hate. Can I? Can I just? Can I go back to you said something there that I actually hadn't thought of all that much was that that Hamas was allowed to to sort of come into being by Israel because they needed a boogeyman. Is that what you're saying? It, they need, I mean, I wouldn't say it that negatively, but sure, you could interpret it that way. Yeah. Okay, so they needed a they needed an enemy, uh, and they they found one. <laughs> yeah, right. like they they certainly I mean, they used divide and conquer and it was a way of splitting the the religious militants of the PLO into a group that they could defeat and target yeah. specifically. I mean, it's kind of like claim. ISIS and any of those other sure. mistakes that the okay. US has made. Honestly, see uh let, well, let's get into this. So, um yeah. when we go back to what happened to those buildings, they call those roof knock strikes. Were you familiar with that before this? Uh, this I was not. I was not. No, but apparently they warn people before they go yeah. bomb them. Is that what that is? Yeah. So when you see those buildings collapse, it's okay because it was a roof knock strike. That's basically the way it's been explained to me. Is people are like, well, you know, that was a roof knock strike. I'm like, oh, you're right. As long as you are saying like, hey, man, we're gonna blow up your building in ten minutes. Everybody, run. It's totally fine. Like, for example, if the Saudis that attacked the Twin Towers on 9-11 would have not had any people in the plane and just called us before they did it, we wouldn't have started two endless wars in response, right? Oh, 
Oh, I, no, I think we still would have. Oh, yes. okay. So yeah. I think it's a big fucking deal when you go knocking down buildings. Of course, it happens all the fucking time, but they're not usually news agencies, two news agencies, Al Jazeera and the AP. The AP. But clearly yeah. they were um, fronts for... Hamas. Hamas, thanks. And, and again, like, even well, if they I, I are, guess... it's not a reason to... You're, like, can you describe what, what Gaza is? Like, can you... Because remember, it's New York Times. They're stupid. We have to talk like the New York Times. We have to be like, can you tell me what this thing is that everyone's familiar with? Like, like what, w- like what an average life it would exist like there? How they're there? What what it means to live there? Uh, so it is enclosed by a fence on on all sides. It is under siege. It is a an occupied territory. Unemployment is rampant. Uh, there are few opportunities to do anything because Israel prevents you know, them importing, exporting things. Uh, they Their infrastructure is, is shit because Israel's bombed the fuck out of it over the last however many decades. Um, they often don't have clean water or electricity. This is like the uh, recipe for cholera, by the way. So if you like Yemen. It's, it's, it's a shit show. So it's not good. Yeah. And so say, for example, and they're being settled in, right? Like it's also. Oh, yeah. Well, so so Israel takes more and more territory pretty much every year, wherein they they go in. Sometimes they just bulldoze all the buildings and build their own. Sometimes they kick the people out and take over the homes or buildings that are there. Um, But yes. So, for example, if an Israeli settlement was being built and the Palestinians that live there wanted to protest against it, say near the fence um would they be allowed to do that or would they literally be sniped at so i know it's not every person that does so but aren't there stories so, of people so being, here's oh yeah so but so here's the the israeli response to that is always that they threw a rock at us or something like that um i don't know a rock versus a a, a bullet seems a little well wait lopsided. what was that story was that story that you're describing was it someone was it palestinians invading israel with rocks no, oh, no, just was it the other way around? Like, was it people from Israel settling in their area? Yes. And then the, okay, all right. So, yes. I mean, I, yes. I don't understand who's the aggressor there, but I'm obviously ignorant um, and being too sarcastic for pleasant conversation. I apologize. Uh, so, I, let me just say so, so I, I know, like, on last week's show, I remember saying something about both sides, and you made the comment about there are fine, Very fine people, people on yeah, both sides. Uh, so here's the thing is like here's I, deal, I do su- here's the deal and I don't want to be a both sides kind of guy um, but I, I, I want to say a couple things here is that I do I do think that that uh, the Israeli state has a right to be there I disagree th- with what the Israelis are doing as far as the expansion and, and taking over um, Palestinian land and homes and buildings and there is a huge difference between somebody uh, firing a, a shoulder fired rocket into a so I don't want to I'm not saying I support that but firing a shoulder fired rocket into a random area in protest is very different than flying a plane which by the way they have the planes because we sold them to them flying a plane a fighter plane and bombing a building to nothing that's those are those are not the same on the scales of justice and there, there is a huge issue what if they called I'm, first though yeah no, but there, I think there is a major issue in this country where any criticism of what Israel does at all 
gets you labeled as an anti-Semite. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think that's fair. And I think that just ruins the possibility to have a, a real conversation about what's actually Well, not just in there. this country, like, uh, I, yeah, I'm, across, yeah. Well, right. no, so, so people, people living in Gaza try to encourage like a boycott and divest movement and they get told, no, sorry, we can't partner with you because if we do that, we're anti-Semites. Only an anti-Semite would boycott or divest from Israel what do you hate Jews? It's like, no, actually, I'm sorry. I just, I in particularly see, uh, you know, Israel's actions and the U.S. imperialism and segregationist past are just a little too similar for my delicate demeanor. Do you feel me? <laughs> like your delicate demeanor. Sure. Yeah. Like I, I yeah. guess like it, I am not opposed to any group of people here, but there are some actions that I find harder to tolerate. Now I don't, I mean, we're going to get into what's taken place over the last um, the last week with a little bit more detail here, uh, and 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 at some point I think I kind of have a follow up to something I was just thinking there, so I'll kind of bite my tongue. I think a better time to say it's a little later. Um, I have a, I have a slightly interesting story which might um, sort of let us reset here. So you talked about the boycott. I worked at a a, a company that sold some some Israeli products about eight or eight or nine years ago. Uh huh. And there was actually a protest that that went through our building where they had like a mock wedding inside the store. It's on YouTube somewhere. I can probably find it. Um, but they were protesting because we sold a, a Hava, which is Dead Sea Mineral, like uh, facial products. Oh. Uh, and so apparently it's, you know, it's an Israeli based company. And so they were protesting that. I had no idea what all that was about at that point. Yeah. Well, now. did they really open your eyes to that, tra that, that tragedy? No, I had no oh, idea. I didn't, yeah. I didn't understand. Okay. Uh, I still don't understand. But it's, it's, um, it, it is, it is somewhat maddening that somebody doing a peaceful sort of boycott gets labeled a certain way because just because they're, they're saying like, Oh, us talking about this, like curiously is gonna make us sound like we're anti-israel which means we're anti-semites like i'm worried that like i can't name the show anything about this topic i cannot like right, I might right. Not even put it in the description i i don't feel comfortable with people coming into this with preconceived notions of what our opinions mean like you know my opinion on this is only based on i i have a pretty good understanding of history of this i i do have an understanding of the creation of israel and because because i'm a fan of history uh, yeah. And I'm familiar with the plight of everybody that fled to be there. Um, mm -hmm. You know, although I also am aware that, you know, it is a country that is since 1947 in existence, they definitely deserve to continue existing. I'm not one of those idiots. No offense, I suppose, to none taken. Say none taken. You, you're none one taken. of uh, them. You know, I'm not one of those people, <laughs> but I... Well, can I, can I... So, so here's the thing, is that, if you are going to say that a certain group of people, a, a certain country, a certain movement, whatever it hap whatever it is, if you're gonna if you're gonna call if you're gonna say that a certain group just has carte blanche to do anything and that any criticism of that group automatically labels you uh, in a in a derogatory light, then that that is that is unhelpful to discourse and that yeah. that is that is uh, you know we talk about this a lot in other venues or other areas th that we discuss on this show but if if that's not open to dialogue like these are these are people that are 
these are actions that are happening that are affecting other people and we can see them and we can evaluate what what that means right and if there is just this whole force field around this group where you can't question anything it does I, that's that's not helpful that that's that sucks like yeah. you know what i mean no yeah i mean it limit it limits the potential conversation therefore your results are also limited because you're starting from a smaller criticism criticism creates better outcomes yeah that's exactly. the whole point yeah. of it and so if if you can't criticize, then then you're gonna not gonna get better. Okay, outcomes. well let's be critical about what took place last week. It was a news okay. headline that we talked about for a few minutes, and we didn't get into a lot of details. So uh, correct me if any of these words are a little too offensive. Maybe adjust them if you feel need be. Uh, okay. But let's go back to the beginning of this this current crisis. Because remember, New York Times, we got to be like New York Times. Talk to the audience <laughs> like they're dumb. There's an there's an ethnic cleansing campaign in East Jerusalem. That it's uh, particularly in a neighborhood called, is it Sheikh or Sheikh? Sheikh? Sheikh Jarrah? I think it's Sheikh Jarrah. Okay, Sheikh Jarrah. There's debate over the... Uh, Israel tried to frame it as a um, real estate debate. The There was refugees settled there, promised um, settlement there, and then they were never, never recognized. And now Israel's land claim is saying claim to the the properties is a handful of properties. People were getting kicked out. Literally, you can watch videos. I don't know if you saw any of the videos of people having their belongings and themselves thrown out on the streets and people just being like, it's my house now. And there's a woman recording it saying like, why, why would you do this? Why, why would you do this? And the guy's like, if it wasn't me, it'd be someone else. Like there's just complete disregard. Now those are not the typical population of Israel. I'm not saying that I feel a need to amend myself there, but that, is an outrageous event and it is because of the settling happening in gaza where statistically uh just as a side note uh israeli colonists control 54 percent of the remaining 22 percent of what used to be palestine before the creation of israel so fine israel exists i don't want israel to not exist after it, the reduction of that space the remaining space is 22 percent of the original space that's where the Palestinians live. Now Israeli colonists control 54% of the remaining of that 22%. Like it's completely untenable. Like there's no resolving that. If they, if Israel says, Hey, we're getting out of here, you know, fight for yourself, Israelis that live there, like there'd be a civil war within Israel. So like, that's why it continues. Um, and we saw it boil over where people are like, Nope, this is my house. Now the court said, so the Israeli court said, so they said they're going to review it, but it was too late. Uh, a few days later, there was a uh, there were protests. There's protests back and forth. So, um, th so there was Palestinian protests at what's the name of that site, Alan? Al Aqsa. Yeah, Al Aqsa Mosque. The mosque. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Can starting. I, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Jump in. I, okay. So I, I think that ethnic cleansing is a strong. Oh, word, I did however. ask you to. Yeah. Okay. An ethnic <laughs> cleansing campaign is too far. Uh, I think it's a strong word. I think that most people in diplomatic circles wouldn't use <laughs> okay. that word. Uh, well, however, well, if you how wanted, would you feel if like the government in no, your city started kicking you out of your house because you were the wrong religion and then gave your house to someone who's of the right religion and then started attacking all of your people that were praying at a church, which we're about to talk about? I, I understand okay. the, the, why you would say it also i would just like to point out you said uh i think settlements quote unquote settlements and uh colonization i mean 
this is settlements and colonization the way uh we settled and colonized Oklahoma, right? Like <laughs> I thought you were I gonna. Mean, I thought you were gonna scold me. I did not see that no. going that way. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> this is like if like this is this is like Alabama under Wallace or the Dakotas under Custer. Like yeah, yeah. These people have lived there for thousands people. of years. Okay, don't start me with that shit. These people haven't lived together until 1947. People say that all the time. We heard that dumb argument our whole life. People say thousands of years. People have lived there for thousands of years of the Palestinians. No, no, no. You didn't didn't hear me. The Palestinians have lived there for thousands of years. Yeah. Okay, not sorry. the Israelis. Yeah, almost as if they were the descendants of the native, people that lived almost in... Almost like they were the native oh, people. so weird. Okay. Almost like that. Now, do you feel like we have some... Um, I'm getting a little too sarcastic, and I apologize <laughs> for some listeners. Do you feel like the reason that we traditionally support Israel is because if we look at them, they look like Western Europeans? Or is it because that was always the allied partnership? A lot of countries in... West, what we'd call Western civilization, helped with the formation of Israel. Is is it more of an investment in that, or is it well between you and these people that can't speak English? I like you, because I'm a little cynical on that one. Oh, because no, because I think, I think the, the, more... the people that settled there were essentially European people of Jewish descent. Yes. So I, I think it's way more than that, though. I think it's the the. The, the history of World War II, it is the the memory of the way Jewish people have been treated throughout the centuries, the pogroms, the, the all of which that. Which is why I they think. exist, which is why I Israel was going to be a state. There was a lot of debate of where it would be, and they settled right. on Israel, where modern-day Israel is. And there's So I think there is a lot of— They defended themselves. Of, they deserve to be there. Like, I, you know. I think there's a lot of memory in the West of— of all of those atrocities, and that's that's why I, I hate to say it this way, but that's why they're often given a pass. Is like, you know, we we all have that sort of shared memory of, of that experience. You know, not not that we experienced it, but that we we read about or in history or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, that 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 certainly has an impact. I mean, I can't. That's I think it's undeniable. So you're doing a really bad job of talking to the audience like they're dumb, Alan. We need to be explaining oh, what happened. So first, I have, there was, I have a hard time doing that. My bad. <laughs> well, you got to be better. Uh, New York Times, man. We got to get that sweet, sweet right, Facebook right. ad money. <laughs> what else? Who else advertises there? We need that insurance ad money. That Pfizer mm. ad money. I'll take a I Pfizer. Think indeed. Ad. indeed, indeed. Oh, a lot of ads for Indeed. Yeah, a lot of ads for Indeed. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's not ethnic cleansing. Would you say also, that the fact that this is happening, especially specifically, this the, the neighborhood is in East Jerusalem? I don't think this would have happened if Trump didn't move the U.S. embassy, recognized embassy, to Jerusalem. I think it would have happened regardless. I, but I do think that there is a a faction of the religious right in the U.S. who um, strongly supports Israel for their own reasons. Um, sort of like the Mike Pence crazy wing. Oh, the, yeah. So these the like end timers, like I've read yeah, the Old yeah. Testament. We right. need Israel to be here. I've read, uh, what's that last one called? Revelation. We need Israel to be there so that <coughs> what the, the end of days can come and we can all be raptured, right? Yeah, so Jesus can come back. Do you really whatever. think that's a significant number? It's definitely that, all the mega churches, right? I think that the right wing of the religious faction that initially came to political power under George W. Bush, 
uh, is a, still a significant influence in politics in America. And I think that they, they do believe that. I, okay, so I definitely agree with you. However, there was still hope maybe amongst Palestinians that they could have their own state and their own capital in East Jerusalem. The two-state solution. Yeah. Yeah, and, but, but the reason, so I think the reason that Trump moved the embassy to Jerusalem was to gain the favor of that particular right-wing religious faction in, in American politics. Yeah, I agree. It was for political gain and you know, yeah. it was good for him and it was good for Bibi too. Of course it was good for Bibi. So speaking of which, last Monday, the riot police returned. Uh, so the riot police showed up as those uh, riots started happening at Al-Aqsa Mosque. Uh, and on last Monday, the day before recording, 300 Palestinians were injured. And while I think the day after we recorded, Hamas sent Israel a warning saying, you know, they need to withdraw their forces from that area. Uh, Israel didn't, or maybe actually, you know what? I don't know. Uh, maybe they, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Hamas took some cheap shots and they launched 600 fucking rockets. Now I'm an anti-war guy, so you're not going to hear me defending those rockets being fired. But like I said, you know, if the government of your city started kicking you out of your house and giving your house to people that had the right religion and then started attacking you while you're praying, like, I don't know, like I, I, I gave you some examples earlier about what the U.S. did when two towers got knocked down. I, 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 I can imagine I can put myself in the shoes of somebody feeling like they've been attacked and persecuted. Um, I, I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't defend these rockets being fired and their use of force. However, it seems pretty reasonable to, to be fed up living in the conditions you described and, and, and watching people that you identify with being thrown out of their home for no reason. Well, I, I have to say, so tell me there's the whole, a reason I'd, I'd actually love to hear a good reason. No, that's not what I was going to say. Uh, the whole, the, the Al-Aqsa mosque, um, police raids i don't know how like I, I have some 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 sort of acquaintances and friends in the um that are more in the arabic world right and the the videos of of that that were shared on social media just kind of went off like a bomb in, in that community you got to realize that this was the last day of ramadan yeah uh so a very like i guess you would say like a very holy time yeah for those and it's people. like the second and, or third most holy site in islam yes right? a very yeah. holy place um and so that was just seen as such an affront that hamas said look you guys got to pull back or we're gonna we're gonna retaliate that's just we we have no other option um the israelis chose not to to do that obviously they're not going to uh and so they did uh those 600 rockets you know, I was, as you said, like, I'm not going to support people firing rockets into civilian crowds. Um, the, the damage incurred was, a, you know, if you compare versus the damage incurred by the Israelis, not even close, not even on the same scale. Uh, you know, it's like a power of at least, I think, three. Uh, so it's way, way off. Um, I don't know. The, these are... Uh, these are complicated situations. But if you look at what actually happened on the ground, it appears that there were war crimes committed uh, um, on both sides. Okay, very fine people. <laughs> I said both sides again. Which, but but I, I do think that Israel has been the aggressor here, and it almost always is. I mean, they're kind of an occupying power in that situation, right? Like, I think you what, can remove kind of. From well, okay, that. so what's the 
government of Palestine because what's the state of Palestine? Like you can say the PLO is the government, but like that's not a fucking government. These are people in prison. That's like, that's like, uh, I, I've heard this analogy, so I'm repeating someone, but that's like a prison riot and the governor. It's like one of you, like, yeah, the prisoners might have like, I mean, and I know it's more than that, but. Well, there, I don't, there is no central representative uh, government for Palestine, right? Right. There is, there are factions, there's Hamas, there's the PLO, et cetera, but none of them really, I mean, they, to your point that there is no Palestine really, like right. they, there is no government there. Uh, so yes, they, they do have some representation and they represent a portion of the population, but not all of it. Um, and a lot of the people that live there are just trying to get by, trying to, you know, live their lives um, and in this hellscape, which continues to get worse. But you were talking about that riot, and I don't know if you were going there, but, you know, like, it, it kind of felt like I was hearing you saying something along these lines, like maybe a Palestinian threw the first rock at those riot police, but the riot police got sent there, right? Like, like this is the same as the way we treated when the president cleared out that uh, protest. Like, mm, the, yeah. I mean, obviously, this was for a lot more than taking a photo shoot. Like, I don't mean to downplay the violence that right. was occurring there with those protests, but the, these riot police were sent there. And well, so there was, so there was a there there is a political calculation in why the police were sent in to raid this place, right? Is right. that where you were going? Yeah. So Netanyahu has been unable to. I think we talked about it last week or a couple of weeks ago. Is Probably that, both. Yeah, uh, I think they've had like four elections in the last two, two years, years. Yep. and he keeps winning, but then he can't actually build the coalition government. And so then the other side tries to build the coalition government. They fail. So then we have a new election and it just seems like stalemate and nothing ever happens. So um, there was a guy who's the guy who had the chance to build the uh, government. after Yair, Le failed. Yair so Lapid. Talk, so on. talk about him and his incentives. Yeah, so the the president the president of Israel gave Yair Lapid the opportunity to form his coalition go government after Netanyahu failed to. failed to yeah right um, and oh okay I I can okay I got it can now. you kind of guess where I'm going with this well yeah so so his his strategy was to actually incorporate Arabs into his government into his coalition yes which I think you already said this but there is still there there is a Palestinian contingent that lives inside Israel I don't think I think it was hinted at it but yeah there's Israeli Palestinians and something like 20 percent I think yeah it's a super majority of Israelis but yeah right and so they do have political uh, representation but no they don't though that's like saying well, black people had representation in the south. Okay. Like during uh, Jim Crow, so sorry. <laughs> they have, they have, uh, at least on paper. <laughs> Only blue. on paper, but literally right. in the same way that the three fifths compromise wasn't like, well, we think black people are three fifths of a person. No, it was the South came to the table saying we want all our slaves recognized, and the North said you don't even give them rights. You don't get to say that they're part of your like because right. this was right. about apportionment, right? This is about what, how many senator or how many congressional seats they got and recognition mm -hmm. for the people who live there. So the settlement was, we'll count three of them, and that's a deal. Fucking take it. And it gave the South too much power. So yes. So for the record, at that time, the government still saw black people as zero people, but they counted them as three in terms of giving the white people authority. And that's the same way that Palestinians and Israeli get represented. represented because when they go to form a coalition, none of their parties are ever in the coalition government. Which basically gives them so zero skip power. skip over too many steps there. I feel like I didn't quite New York Times that. No, I think, 
think he, I think it's enough. Okay. Uh, which basically gives them no power. And so, so this guy, Yair Lapid, Lapid, however you say that. I think it's Lapid. Uh, Lapid, uh, perhaps was uh, thinking of doing that, of, of actually including them in his Possibly, coalition. but certainly all you have to do if you're the opposition. So that guy is the opposition to Netanyahu, who just ran a race right. against him, right? Um, right. Or he represents the opposition party, let's say that way. And sure. so if you're like, wow, I'm just literally running out of time and I've lost time and now it's this guy's turn to put together a government, I could sabotage that by, I could sabotage that by having a need for military resolution that can go on for as long as I see fit and make myself look strong. And, you know, cause what military, um, military incursions, excursions, excursions tend to unite a uh, populace better than almost anything else. Unfortunately, even in this day and age, that's true. And, 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 and that is people, a cynical outlook, by the way, well, I, don't, but, I don't think but, that's a majority of people that agree with me on that. Uh, I, I think that people experiencing rockets falling in their neighborhoods, even if it's not, yeah. you know, causing a lot of you know it's not not causing a lot of death like that's still that's a thing that's going to motivate you right like that's um and something that yahoo can point to and like i'll fix it you know yeah which by the way they have the iron dome which is basically do you remember back in the gulf war how we had those big like boxes that would shoot out a bunch of like stinger missiles and intercept uh missiles that are mm-hmm. incoming they have yeah. a whole system of that i mean again i'm new york timesing this uh so most <laughs> of those 600 rockets don't fall uh, which is why they considered turning the air sirens off because that was alarming people more than anything. People obviously have died now. We'd mentioned deaths. There were deaths on, on, on uh, very fine people on both sides. That was insensitive. I'm sorry for that one. That uh, one yeah. Something something like 10 on the Israeli side and yeah. something like... Uh, 10 is not now. nothing. I'm not going to say that's nothing. No, no, it's yeah. not. And yeah. There were children also, yeah. which is like, that's the, like, you know... But I'm sure that Bibi's, Netanyahu's opposition successfully organizing a coalition has nothing to do with this, right? Of course, it's all politics. Yeah, yeah. Of course, it is. Of course, it is. Yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. Where yeah. are we here? Um, do, do I have some insight? In- Should we talk about like how much, how much the U.S. is? I think we already yeah. talked about them blocking. Yeah. So let's get to that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the week before last, and the escalation that's happening since then. Um, Western Western liberal democracies like the U.S. are not on board with this in general, right? Right, it's sure. not like the U.S. is giving a bunch of defense money to Israel or anything like that, right? I, something like three billion dollars a year, I think. <sighs> yeah. Can I? That. Can I just? This is from Wikipedia. Since 1985, the United States has provided nearly three billion dollars in grants annually to Israel, with Israel being the largest annual recipient of American aid from 1976 to 2004, and the largest cumulative recipient of aid. 146 billion that is not inflation adjusted since world war ii so So inflation adjusted that's probably 200 something billion yeah that's literally the billions they gave it well i hope they invested alan the hopefully they didn't put it in a mattress yeah you know maybe they bought bitcoin uh, yeah early though right yeah early but we talk about it a lot on the show that politics is a lagging indicator right like anything that shows up in politics is usually gone through it's the ringer of a, from yeah it's, it's a better, of culture it's a better way of saying breitbart's quote that politics is downstream <laughs> from culture politics is a lagging indicator right uh-huh yeah so i don't know if i completely agree with that you but. don't okay well um how so i mean i feel like in our modern election system people run off of what the general public reacts to and 
you know, I'm reminded of when I was a kid and like we had pogs on the West coast, but they didn't make it to Colorado until like the summer I was out there visiting my dad. And it was just like, and slang would travel, you know, now slang is kind of ubiquitous. Yeah. You know, it takes time for these things to churn through a society. And by the time they get to the political level where you can get 51% and win an election, it's not as significant of an indicator, or at least it's time is usually overdue. Uh, yeah, that's all that I meant by that. I can agree with that. So in that sense, the, I would say the average, I think I I feel like there's much more of a, a, a vocal criticism coming from the West, but our government's still paying for it because politics is lagging behind what the citizens are asking for. Well, I think sometimes the t- I think sometimes the tail wags a dog, and sometimes the dog wags a tail. It doesn't. It goes both ways. Um, I don't think it's always downstream. I think sometimes it's upstream. Uh, but that's that's um, especially now with with just sort of the internet culture and 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 memes and all that sort of thing. I think sometimes that goes the other direction too. Is that's that's what the only thing I would disagree with with okay. that statement. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You no. Know, that, that, that that's true. I'm reminded of Trump not having a catchphrase until he just tried build the wall and that became lock her up, that, yeah, build the wall, yeah, yep. make America great again. So for me, All the hits. So for me, I'm also reminded of how in this last election cycle, everyone was telling me, telling you, telling anyone who'd listen that this is the most important election of our lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. And I mentioned something a few weeks ago called Woods Law. Uh, if you recall, do you remember what Woods Law was? You'll have to remind me. <laughs> it's it's no matter who you vote for, you vote, you vote, you vote, and you vote. No matter who you vote for, you always get John McCain. Oh, the centrist sort of just, or maybe not. And a warhawk, like you yeah. know, you still got you. St- I mean, so here we are with Joe fucking Biden, uh, and his government lobbying. No, it's Joe Robinette Biden. Joe, Sorry, Joe, it's not. it's not fucking. You're right, Joe Robinette yeah. Biden. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Neanderthal accusator. <laughs> uh, the Neanderthal enthusiast, uh, perhaps, yeah. Now, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Recent Neanderthal <laughs> adoptee. Okay, I'm glad and we we're still a and we're still here. thanks. Yeah, and we're still. Yeah. I mean, so so, and you ask me why I don't vote, right? Well, not recently, but yes, I have. But but in general, you say why do you not I, vote in general, right? Yes, and it's because of that. It's because this was the most important election of our lifetime, and we're still fucking playing this game. We're still donating money to Israel, who clearly fucking needs it. No, they don't. They can defend themselves. They can defend themselves just fine without us. They do not need us, and that's not even what it's about. Like it's just, I don't want. Like I said before, right? Like I don't feel like I want to be associated with it. Therefore, there isn't a candidate I can ever vote for. If I couldn't, if 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 I couldn't just vote for Joe Biden and feel good about myself when it was that versus Trump. And I still get dead brown people. Like, when can I fucking do it? Like, I'm tired of this. I don't like feeling guilty for selecting someone to represent me to go out and continue doing these policies that I'm disgusted by and embarrassed by. I mean, we're supporting a country monetarily and with defense that is literally doing the same thing that we did in the 1850s and fought a war over. It's despicable to me. Okay, that's slavery. I'm sorry post the war and the way we treated those people the second worst time in our in our history it, it i'm out of words i'm out of words that's why i don't vote because of this shit 
you get told that you've got a fucking savior and all you got to do is vote for not the orange guy and we're still killing brown people like i know and i'm and i'm totally uh virtue signaling that's all this is i'm just hoping that i'll make new friends because i made a podcast where i said the right words no it fucking disgusts right, me so, so i don't want to vote so i don't i don't want to be a part of it like i said i don't want to participate in rigged games and that is like i said with like kneeling for the flag not standing is the sub, the symbol I'm giving a signal by not participating. When you see record low turnout, it's because I don't want to fucking play anymore. It's stupid. Yeah, and I'll live, so, and I'll live so, with the bullshit anyways because it's still bullshit. Okay, so so there are so so I, I look back to the 2016 election, and I remember I think I've talked before. We were talking to friends of mine who were really freaked out that Trump was going to win. And, um, you know, my my sort of attempt to to calm their nerves was to say, look, you know, we have a you know separation of powers in government and the president, you know, while they have a lot of power, they just can't do anything they want. They're not a king. Um, it's going to be OK, even if Trump is is ultimately the winner. And so I think that if you kind of flip that on its back that that's oh. almost almost your argument right is that you know um it, it didn't matter like it wasn't going like it, it, for a lot for most people in the country i would say a large per percentage over 50 percent whoever the president is doesn't affect them a whole lot like it, it yeah. really doesn't like like for most for for over 50 percent. however i would also say that there are things that a president does that do impact us. There are things that our representatives do that do impact us, whether it's uh, state, uh, federal, you know, Congress, Senate, whether it's city council, mayors, there are things that they do that do actually impact us, they impact our daily lives. Um, our, uh, my tax rate, my sales tax rate where I live, went up to 10.25% after the last election because people voted for it, right? It was 975 <laughs> before. I, 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 I am not, I feel like your response to, well, politics is going to be politics and politicians are going to do what politicians do and they're going to do what's politically expedient and there's special interest and they're going to, you know, a lot of that stuff's going to happen regardless whether it doesn't matter if it's if it's a red or a blue candidate like if that shit's going to happen either way. I, I just feel like that's taking your ball and going home, man. Like, I'm, I'm I, sorry. My biggest deal is anti-war and I can't pick for so I can't pick someone that I won't be complicit in a war. Yeah, like it's my I, I'm not a well, single you issue can find voter. I can be that are also anti-war. <clears throat> yeah. Or, right, or, or I could, could not vote, which is what you're saying. Or you could run yourself. Like yeah, you could be no, a yeah. No. Why don't you run for Congress? I, look, Alan, I do it anyways. I vote Libertarian, <laughs> but I consider that throwing my vote away. Like that's the same as not. Voting. I understand. What yeah. You're so I do I what you're saying, but like that statistically is still nothing. So yeah, I do participate. I am a hypocrite. I think. I, I think. It, I vote and there, for something there is, that won't happen. There is, and I vote for local measures that impact me. Yes. Good. But I, I, but I, like it's still it's a it's a it's a I understand it's a number the cynicism. that's not there. Like I understand the cynicism. I I just I don't think that. So if you want to play the long game and how you know 
of what you you would like to see from your government. I don't think that just not participating is is the best way to play that game. I think that if I'm going to vote for a losing uh, position, no matter what, knowing going into it, I can either not mm-hmm. vote or I can protest vote, but it's the same end result. So if you're telling me to protest vote, that's what I do. But I count that as not voting. I mean, and you can also, uh, you know, attempt to get other people on your side to also protest vote, and then maybe it's not just a protest. Start a podcast, have no one listen. Start a podcast. Talk to his listeners like they're stupid, you know. (laughs) It's the formula. That's the the formula? The New York Times did. Totally. That was, they had, yeah, I'm sure. I guess if we were to get back to it, I would say... Maybe maybe an appropriate question is like, can you imagine a solution to the situation? I mean, I just told you that of the exi- the prior to the existence of Israel, there was one hundred percent of Palestine. Afterwards, twenty two percent is where the former Palestinians live, and of that space, fifty four percent is controlled by Israel. I'm sure these are all skewed numbers. I bet those numbers are exaggerated. Honestly, I bet it's more than twenty two percent. I bet it's fifty. 50- less than 54 but it is such a number and such a time duration that like there's no resolution to that you have essentially you do have people settled there and it's for reasons that podcasts don't solve like i i go into any of these conversations have having remembered a conversation with a guy when i was in my 20s where he's like man you talk to two people from that area they don't care what your opinion is so i always actually try to start these conversations from a complete place of ignorance and try to learn every time and one of the most recent times I went to do that, I just got shouted down and I was like, okay, well, big mistake for acting like I don't fucking know anything about this subject. I guess I'll record an episode of this podcast where I act like I do because I fucking do know a lot about this, but I just try to learn more every time because again, I feel like why would Dustin in Nashville, Tennessee have any idea what it's like being there? All I know is anything third hand, fourth hand media, you know? Yeah, I get that. I get that. But we do that every week and so, we, we kind of, we, we have to deal with the data that's in front of us. I, I think that no, obviously we're not going to solve this problem. I, I I do think the two-state solution is is the best solution. Yeah, but it's not Clinton, possible now. What what about I think Clinton? Clinton? I think that he had a a chance to make that work and it didn't pull it off. There was um, a chance under Bush. There was a chance under yeah. Obama, and then Donald Trump just completely fucked the dog and said, "Here, you get a fucking thanks. You get a uh, capital, an embassy. an embassy in Jerusalem, and it, and it's just and he just kowtowed to Bibi for anything that was politi- politically expedient for him, right? Yeah, and, I, it's, and, it's and and I can't help it. Like if I put myself inside the shoes of someone and imagine what it feels like to live in East Jerusalem." and feel like they are being ethnically cleansed and that riot police are being sent to a place of worship and that people who I'm not sure represent the majority of Israelis, but nonetheless are chanting death to Arabs. That sure sounds like an ethnic cleansing to me. Like, yeah, you know what? We didn't even really touch on that, but there, there's been a lot of mob violence inside of Israel on both sides. Um, like the Palestinians are not, not, yeah. So yes, there are people shouting uh, "death to Arabs." There are also people just committing violence to to Israeli Jews. Like it's not like yeah. yeah. And there's there's there there are there are rioters. They're destroying storefronts. They're on on you know Arabic and or Arab and, and Israeli storefronts. Mm-hmm. So yeah. or Palestinian whatever. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's 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 a it's not a good place uh, right now. And I, so here's the thing: is like even if Israel withdraws from uh, from Gaza. 
and sort of lets that be. There'd be a civil war out. within Israel. They wouldn't be okay with it. There's too it's many people still, that live there that want that there. I mean, for personal reasons, they want to continue to live where they live. Yeah, it's still a huge uh, combustible issue inside of what is Israel and Jerusalem proper. So, um, yeah, man, it's I, you know, there there were sort of rumors in the press at some. At, some point that there was actually going to be like a ground war like they were actually going to send troops yeah into Gaza. That, didn't... that never happened yeah but but even if that doesn't happen the the suffering and the needless death that's that's likely to occur over the coming weeks and months until this gets sorted is just um i mean unconscionable just, yeah yeah so i mean i guess if anything can be done hopefully politicians from other countries i mean israel doesn't need to listen to what other countries think i mean that's definitely you know they're because they have us and i say us loosely you know i don't believe that anymore i think they could defend themselves just fine without american support and you know not in the u.n okay you mean if they're to be held accountable for these actions yes okay well hopefully not in the u.n foreign... not in the icc okay. not like so yeah, hope, hopefully we're, foreign we're... countries won't back what I would consider bad actions. I mean, it's pretty unconscionable. And 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 that that's not to say anything okay about six hundred rockets being launched. I mean it's No, of course not. You know, I but but the response isn't, hey, we're gonna blow up your building. We're good now, right? Okay, I gave you time to flee and then I blew up a fucking building. Like that's just that can't be happening. That's the that's the US does that against ISIS and I'm pretty sure that's how you get new terrorists. So I don't think that Israel should be doing that into their open air prison. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Yeah. I'm All good right. on that. Let's be done. All right. Uh, I think a Dustin asked question would be bad taste right here, unless you <laughs> insist. I don't know. We need some sort of break. Do you think Marjorie Taylor Greene is really upset with the Green New Deal because she just takes it personally because her name's Green? Oh, wow. It's a branding issue. Yeah. She's like, you can't fucking have my New Deal. I wanted to make a Green New Deal once I was a senator or per- perhaps Congresswoman. Congresswoman. Perhaps. You seen all those little? She's demanding a debate with uh, AOC. That's not how debates work. And also, like, what? Like, well, and she kind of, she kind of came at her in a public place and threatened her and all that stuff and too. There was an old like, video that washed up of her uh, trying to intimidate her before she was in office, and she wasn't. She's a nut job. She's a nut. Dude. Yeah. She's just. I feel like I'm being misled with those news stories because I think it's so easy to make her look bad, but I honestly think it's all genuine because she's just a nut. I'll be honest. I have some issues with AOC, also. Of course, some, yeah. But but MTG is fucking just off the rails. Why do we have to do three letter names for women politicians? I don't know. Okay, Robinette Biden. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want to get into our media diet? Let's Jesus. Let's get out of this. All right. So um, I watched another episode of Mayor of East Town. Yep, I'm all I, cut up too. Dude, I fucking love that show. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, that last episode was. I was surprised it was getting resolved. I was like, oh, okay, it's happening. I mean, not resolved, certainly not, but I was like, okay, this certainly is happening Certainly not now. resolved, Yeah, but that was a lot in that last episode. I won't spoil anything. No. Um, but I highly recommend that show. Yeah, really you've got HBO, got to get on Mayor of Easttown. Good detective show, good characters. Um, you know, you kind of predict it, but you don't, so it's good. No, it's, yeah, it's yeah. pretty unpredictable. Yeah. Uh, they use smacked ass again, yep. and I clarified, I texted my friend, and I was like, hey, what does this mean? So I, I was a little bit wrong in my definition last week. I think I said, like, an asshole or something. It's it's more like uh, somebody who is 
a loser and like has no uh, prospects in life. Oh, okay. I don't know what I don't know what the derivation of the word is, but if I had to guess, I would say that smacked is like referring to drugs, like smack, you know. Maybe. And so like a drug addict kind of like. But it's but it's it's an ass that's smacked. It's not smacked ass. Right. It's he's a smacked ass. Right. I got it. Yeah. You got to get the subject and the predicate right. Okay. That one. You watch the Nevers. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, they tricked me. They tricked me. Uh, they said this was a season finale. They split it into two parts. So Son it's actually. <laughs> they did Twilight on you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's not the, the, the finale. It was good, though. Good. It was it was really good. Good. Uh, the other show I watched was a documentary. Dude, I'm all HBO this week. Um, also on HBO called The Crime of the Century. It is about uh, the, uh, the opioid crisis mm. and... The, the the company which i should have written uh, down. I, I know it it's purdue pharma purdue pharma uh dude it, i mean i already was aware of a lot of this but it, not all of it and yeah. just yeah the headlines were pretty descriptive were, when it was going down to get into the muck with it i'm sure it was pretty eye-opening these were th- these were drug dealers yeah these, that's what the, this company was these were this is a drug cartel that just happened to be also a pharmaceutical company so they could get away with it. But that's what they were doing. Do you like, feel like they also do that with other substances though? For sure. Okay. All but right. it was so clear what they were doing. Like this Kickbacks was, and like, you know. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like they were, they, there's a guy they interview who was a former heroin addict who um, they, they decided to use as a case study. And at one point they were giving him I want to say it was like 50, 250 milligram tablets of Oxycontin. He said it took him 15 minutes just to eat them all. He would take them uh, at a time? At one time. Oh, my God. Because they were trying to, what they were trying to prove was that this drug had no, there was no addiction possible, and you could prescribe as many pills as you wanted in the patient. Wait, he would take just, that as a as a as a dose a prescribed dose he was a patient or a study he was a patient but they decided to use him as sort of oh like a case study God, that, that they was so unethical hey it's probably it's, under the ld50 you're fine it just reminded me of uh remember the uh the corner describing uh cutting open elvis's uh oh yeah he had a 40 pound colon and he said when he opened it it sounded like gravel yep. falling out because yep. there were so many pills yeah. can you imagine eating that many pills no Jesus. Yeah, they just don't digest. I, they just don't. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the the show, if you want to get angry at pharma, go ahead and watch that. Yeah. It, it, it it does a good job of that. All anyways, I mean, it that's does the crime of the century, right? Yeah, crime of the century on HBO. Check well. it out. It's a so, two episode. It's only two. It's oh, like, that's not too bad. Yeah, not bad. I watched, uh, I, I'm halfway through, or actually we're mostly, most of the way through For All Mankind on Apple TV. It shows the space race from an alternate reality where the Russians are first on the moon and the U.S. is second to respond. And it shows that growth. Um, it's, it's honestly really, uh, really entertaining. They may go Any a little Any famous too, actors in it? Uh, no. Okay. Not that I can think of. There's a guy that was on, uh, no, no, there, you know what there might be and I'm totally blanking, but no, they're just, they do a great okay. job. Yeah. A lot of them look familiar. I just can't, I can't, nothing, nobody would say like, oh yeah, this guy's in it. Uh, they did a lot of consulting with, uh, former NASA astronauts, um, 
so there you know it's hard science based in terms of entertainment and it's a great alternate reality um spends a lot of time in the starts off in 69 most of the episodes are in 71 72 and i believe season two jumps forward to 84 and i think they're only doing three seasons with the third season ending in 94 all in an alternate reality so i'm kind of hoping for some cooperation uh right now it's still a space race um and it's a race. It's neck and neck. You'll get to see how it goes. So I, I recommend it if you find can, a way to watch things that are on Apple TV. Can I even buy Apple TV? If I, I think don't you can. Yeah, I have product. it on my. I have it on my. Yes, yes, I have it on my LG Smart TV. So if you have a Smart oh. TV, you should be able to get it. Sweet. Yeah, but there's not enough on there. Um, I, I've talked about Ted Lasso on there. It was kind of fun. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what you can watch is Willy's Wonderland on Amazon Prime. Have you seen Willy's Wonderland, Alan? I have no uh, idea. It just came is. out. It's got is Nicholas it Mayor King. for Life? No, it's got Nick <laughs> Willie Willie Brown. No, that's Governor for Life. What yeah. what was his name? Willie Barry. Oh no. Uh, oh, that's Mayor Barry. That's Marion Barry. Marion Barry. Oh, okay. Willie, uh, you were thinking of Governor <laughs> for Life, Willie Brown. I was. Yeah. I was. Uh I'm gonna have to cut that because it's racist. So <laughs> I watched Willie's Wonderland starring Nicholas Cage. Um, he's a drifter whose car breaks down outside of, well, you don't know if he's a drifter. His car breaks down outside of an amusement park where he, uh, picks up a gig working off his debt to having his car repaired and the animatronic, uh, like Chuck E. Cheese figures that inhabit that place come to life and he fights them off, uh, in a murder gore porn um it's it's really fun he doesn't say a word ever in the whole movie he never talks the whole movie interesting are you familiar with the uh, indie game five nights at freddy's no really yeah this sounds like a, a ripoff of a FNAF. it's a nicholas cage movie i am certain it's a ripoff of something yes <laughs> no, <laughs> and did is... i tell you he didn't speak in the whole movie? you did you did or the animatronics they did they there was a what... devil worshiping cult where some people had their souls put into the electronics to survive this is five nights at freddy's ripoff 100 wow. is it really a devil's cult and everything uh not exactly but yeah i can definitely see that yeah well yeah look up look up F, fnaf on youtube just okay. for funsies that you'll see some well yeah. i'll definitely watch it uh i mean i watched this piece of shit i mean i'd recommend <laughs> this if it's free uh or yeah. if you don't mind throwing 2.99 away um, I was in it for the Nicolas Cage and the of animatronics. Course. So, uh, yeah, when it's free, definitely watch it. For now, consider it. But, yeah, he didn't talk. That was weird. Interesting. Well, you want to get out of here with a quote? Let's do it. Okay. Um, do you want to read this week's quote? I always read the quote. Sure. Okay. While differing widely in the various little bits we know, in our infinite ignorance, we are all equal. Carl Popper. I like that one. Dude, I think that one fits so well with the show. Oh we yeah, we, we're not experts on any of that. These are these are our opinions. No, yeah, I think that fits really well. All right, well. Oh wait, hold on. Let me. We talked about. Oh, that's what we're doing. We talked about the CDC saying that we don't have to wear masks totally, anymore if we're vaccinated. I mean, you're total pansy and don't want to get out <laughs> in the world like me, but we didn't like you know. No, no offense. Right? I didn't offend you. Yeah, none pansy taken. canceled. Am I supposed to say? pansy i don't care okay I, cool. i'm okay with all right it. no none taken no none taken yeah. okay we talked about tesla not accepting bitcoin anymore that none taken that right. no, no offense yeah okay all right we talked about the nra i i know that not that at all offended that. i discare i don't i'm a all gun right. owner and i don't care about the nra so yeah 
I, I like guns, and I, I don't care about the NRA either. Yeah. So none, none taken here either. either. Right, so I think cool. we're good. All right, cool. Good. Uh, uh, that was a show. That was fun. All right, God bless. <laughs> Cheers. Now this is podcasting. Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself.